This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> keep it, keep, keep, keep it basement, man. What, keep it, what radio? It's basement radio. Keep it basement? Put it down with Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney, keep it basement, the idiot. What's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. What's up, homie? Do you want me to shout out Mike Sweeney? Or, or, what are you, Jewish? Uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not Jewish. Would it be better if, uh, well, if I told you I was Jewish? Oh, no, you're a white kid, right? Yeah, white. Well, yeah, I'm white. Oh, no, I'm just trying to Sweeney. I know some people. All right, so basically, you want me to shout out Keep It Basement, right? We in this building. Still keep It Basement? Yeah. Keep it what? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. in. Keep It Basement. Yes. And what, what's your name, you guys? Hi, my name is Kevin Sweeney. Mike Sweeney. But that was so cool. Oh, man. How did I get that wrong? Nikki Parrish, and you're listening to Keep a Basement Radio. Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. What the fuck is this? My ex was a gamer. Right. <laughs> did she get jumped in or did she get, or did she get trained in? Like, I'm like, and you couldn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you do for a how was that your girlfriend then? She was getting all that cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Did she crip walk on you? Uh, <laughs> That's not so bad. Okay, bro, thanks. Know the- oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's marginal. You know what's crazy? A lot of white people never think big, big picture as black people do. Uh, I like hip-hop culture. I feel like I'm part of hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. Like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you uh, find you know, this? I realize now, because you own the studio, I realize how hard it is to help people and please everyone when you got your own time and you got YouTube, so it's stressful. Yeah, a, lot, like, a good amount, or like ask for tips, or like want to be on, but like have no service, you know what I mean? Like, like what am I going to do, you know? It's not that hard, just buy some, you know, cheap equipment. I was asked, I had a laptop to do it. You and Chanel are probably like the only people, like the closest people I interviewed. Everyone else is through a connection that I don't know so well, so it's like, how often do you guys try to do one of these? Every week. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Consistency yeah. is key, you know? We got so, so many people like, wanting to come on. Up, yeah. It's wild. That's awesome, though. And yeah. Might have someone else calling you sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Shot yourself in the foot, homie. Yeah, I, I interned at, at Shade 45. He doesn't know the story? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I got banned from Shade 45. That's how I told you. For what, though? I, uh, nothing, nothing really bad. Like, I had a resume, and I, like, hyped up the resume, and... The corporation didn't know that I was board hopping, but I really was. Like, I didn't know what to call it. I was, like, getting the phones, being, like, an intern, being a bitch. Right. 
and I just put on the resume board op, and then I applied to the position, and like I got a letter from a lawyer saying they're gonna sue me if I don't switch my resume. I swear really? to God. Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking soft. That shit. Seriously. So they, they have a ban list. I'm on the ban list. So was like Artie Lang. So was Machine Gun Kelly, and then Mike Sweeney. Like I'll, straight up ban. Like you're not allowed. To if I make it in life, I need to write a book. That was years ago, though. I don't yeah. know If it's still, I, it's still I feel on like there. the ban. Every time I apply, reject it immediately. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I could probably get some jobs there too. It's like easy, like board hopping. I would say show up in person. To, it's in fucking. It's in a. It's right next to Radio City Music Hall. In yeah, New York. yeah. You, show up in you, person. You got it, the elevators like the thirty sixth floor. Catch somebody. They got, they got security. I'm on the ban list. Catch somebody. Ban Matter of fact, no, no, no wait. Uh, Shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> wait, don't they? Uh, don't they record? Uh, Brilliant idiots <laughs> in that same. Nah, it's different. No, yeah, oh, okay. It's loudspeakers. Oh, uh, it is loudspeakers. All right. Sure, so, uh, it's too much. <laughs> I can do my classic where I just say to keep a face when I you know, yeah, name everyone. <laughs> you had like old school references that he's going to know and we're going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, nah, so I might, I might still, the black side of me is saving me. <laughs> <laughs> he might be in the water by himself. Maybe. <laughs> so, go ahead. Uh, of course you started already. All right. <laughs> this whole, I just recorded and then I just, I know. you got to get it flowing authentically. You get you know? it flow. All right, we're back in action. Yeah. All right, Keep a Basement Podcast, Alex, Nicholas, Tom Zappia, Mike Sweeney. Uh, thank you, anyone who's been listening, subscribing, all that shit. We just gave away a bong that I broke before we gave it away <laughs> on Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Courtesy of Dankstop. Shout out, Louie. And Louie. Yo. Another bong. Last episode. First so of all, this dude was waving his bong around like it was like a fucking I give up flag. Check like, that episode like, out. Don't do drugs. Like <laughs> um, so thank you guys for that. Our guest today is uh, Corey Fenn. Del, yeah. the name right. Uh, one of Corey. one of Mike's old time buddies again, who we so we don't really know him that well, but he is a uh, real estate agent and more than just that, former maybe rapper, DJ as well, and definitely knows a lot more about hip hop than me. So I'm fourth now <laughs> out of the four of us. I'm probably fifth with Cass- Cassie's here. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, Cassie's the most white. Uh, oh really? <laughs> oh good, I'm cool. Um, so Mike, if you wanna, if you wanna, yeah, I got a little intro. Uh, closing with Corey is here. He helps men close with girls. He's a pickup <laughs> artist. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> if you buy a house from him, a girl will find you attractive and want to have sex with you. So you'll be closing with a girl and with Corey of the ha- with the house. Hello, Save Corey. It. What's going on? Follow closing with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got a good hustle. Like I was like, all right, this guy first he DJs weddings. And then he gets to know the groom and bride or whatever the fuck we call it. I don't go to a lot of weddings. But, like, you know all the wedding scene, and then you're like, all right, want to buy a house, too? I yeah. got you. I got you the two-for-one deal, you know? You, I'll yeah, DJ your wedding, and I'll buy it. You got a house for me. My first three houses that I sold were from weddings that I did. So, so it was, it was a networking? nice little transition into it, yeah. That's good. That's a Jersey hustle I'm not a businessman. Right <laughs> I'm a businessman. That's shout a two-in-one, bro. Shout out to Ciroc. He might be the first, like, I... I don't think I've heard somebody going, yo, that, that party I DJ, yo, somebody bought a house for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's hustling, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, that's man. why I want him on. Like, that he's is... been, ev- he's done it all. I went to Full Sail University, like, knows his shit. Like, you think people like these, people are acting like they're engineers and stuff. This guy, engineers, he knows what he's doing production-wise. DJ, rap, uh, owned a studio, great with production, you know, and wow. most importantly, a father. Yeah. Good, good hey, road talk later. Absolutely. Congrats, man. But yeah, uh, knew him forever, house party, Circuit City, <laughs> Juggernaut Entertainment. Circuit City. It's going to be Juggernaut Entertainment, uh, J-U-G-G Entertainment. <laughs> I did a rap song. Uh, who would be Studio 18? I don't know what you heard about me, but motherfucking PIMP. Yep. All, hey. all the above. Absolutely. I did a rap song and I rapped that. Wait, you rapped? Yeah, I didn't hear that. You rapped? Yeah, it was like a comedy thing, though. I probably. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you heard about me. 
I'm a motherfucking P-I-M-P. And I was like, J-U-G-G-G-G-G. Juggernaut Entertainment. We, I forgot what we did that for, though. I don't know. It was like your mixtape or something. Yeah. I was, was fucking 16 years old. Uh, I wish I, I was I, there. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be dope. Yo, if you in the booth, I'd be going crazy regardless. <laughs> I probably you still have that somewhere in the archives. Too. Please <laughs> send that to us. Please send it I like Wishing Upon a Star. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. Good motivational stuff, but yeah, I, I just knew the guy forever, so it's different when you get an interview, you, you got someone coming, you know like everything, you know, and it's different when you got someone you don't know, and you, 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 they tell you the come-up story, but I know the come-up story. Yeah. You know? I mean, even, even for this, too, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of being here. I've seen from you do it, you know, what you've been doing for so long, and then meeting you guys and stuff, and then starting to listen to the podcast and hearing you guys, it, it's, you guys got a good thing going on, so I appreciate it. Uh, thank uh, you, Thanks man. for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a good uh, old interview on my radio show. I forgot. I don't know if the link's still there. I got banned from SoundCloud on that account. Cause, yeah, because like, you kept playing uh, songs that weren't edited. Yeah, there. and then also <laughs> those SoundCloud fucks you too if you play mu- if you right. put whole music on there because yeah. you don't own the music. Right. So mm. anyone who wants to put radio shows on there, bad idea. Don't do that. Damn. That's I why I got kicked off. Remember, I got. Oh, you had to create the. You had to create the double. Is that why we can't have spaces in our name on sound? <laughs> 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 that's why it's Key <laughs> Basement with the Sweeney instead yeah. of Key Basement. Oh, uh, okay. Not because yeah. I'm a selfish prick, but because like. No, you had. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. So like, I lost all my plays. I had a lot of plays. I had a future mix, like four hundred thousand plays. It would have been a good look, you know. But it is what it is. Amen. But nah, he was like one of my first friends to pursue his dreams, and uh, I respect anyone who has the balls to try that. You know, it's just kind of like comedy, how you guys are trying to pursue that dream and yeah. doing it. He was in, he was, he went to Full City University, uh, created music, and he was doing it. You know, yeah, it was a good experience. Full Sail, everything, the whole, the whole process was good. You went into Full Sail already doing music, or it was? Yeah, I probably started when I was like. 11, 12, okay. um, you know, just started making music and stuff, starting to, to, you know, sing rap over instrumentals and everything. Back when, uh, what was the place in Somerville? Uh, uh, CD store in Somerville. I don't know, Sound Extremes? No. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. They used to sell, like, the instrumental CDs sure. and stuff. Yeah, just started doing that. And We're then old. Just, <laughs> started doing it for a while, and then, yeah, went to I went to East Stroudsburg, actually, for about two months, and then I dropped out of there and, yeah, moved down to Full Sail. Well, good. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. It was like a sped up course. So I, I go for you go for a year. You get a two year degree in a year, and then after that, I moved to Hoboken, and I was just doing some online classes to finish up my bachelor's. But it was good though. It was a good experience down there. And in the studio, you told me the importance of being self reliant and doing things yourself. I remember I'd always annoy you and bother you, and I was like, "Come on, Corey, like take him forever in my head." But like now, I understand. I got this asshole annoying me when Zapia when I try to edit podcasts, it takes forever, and uh, it's just like very time consuming. All that stuff, but yeah. it's good to learn it yourself and create your own content, and own your own content. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think getting to the point that I'm at now, I realize how important like a team aspect is too. Definitely. And yeah. again, like even like with like with you guys, like listening to you guys. I feel like everyone has like their own voice. Like yeah. it's not like a combined. Like, everyone's you know everyone has like their own like little things that they're doing that add to like the element, and then just finding what it is that you're good at. Keep doing that, and then like you said, just being able to be self reliant is so important. We were thinking about doing a studio, but we got to pay obviously for the time, and also it's like they own the the content in a way. Like do yeah. you, do you think that we're doing the right thing, or you think over time we're gonna have to do a studio? No, no. You, I mean, I think you guys are doing the absolute right thing. Just, just doing it all on your own, putting yourself out there. I mean, look at the feedback you're getting just from being in your basement, do, you know, doing these podcasts. Shit. Yeah. Come know. get me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was oh, just thinking because, like, over time you got to evolve. You know, I, can't, I, gotta, I can move the podcast around. But it's tough because you want to own your content. You want to be able to create it. You want to be able to edit it. But I guess over time you could, like, 
delegate and get someone to help you edit and whatnot. But you don't have to go to a whole studio and do it all. You know. Yeah. yeah it's all knowing what you're worth too. I think. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like knowing what you're worth, because once you know what you're worth, you understand the supply and demand aspect of what you're selling. So like, at a point, yeah, you might need to. We might need to move it to a studio. But like, I think just for now, like. We definitely want to draw a line in the sand to like what we are creatively first. I feel like that's like most important. I think that's where people fuck up a lot business wise. I think is like putting the carriage before the horse. Exactly. And just having this half molded thing, and then you give it to something bigger, and then they tell you what you are. Yeah. Not not you know what right. I mean. And How can we help you? Yeah, yeah. That's why I like you said. Everyone brings everything to the table, like because you know that I did interviews. You were on my radio show. I did po- like podcasts before. But I like went to the stress factor to find two comedians that would like mesh well, and it worked. Yeah. And like to help create everything because the team works. Because I've been down that road. Like teamwork does make the dream work. Yeah. How, how long have you all known each other then? Not as long as you would think. <laughs> two years. Two years. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Longer, maybe. I met you before I met Sweeney though. Right? I, th- I met Alex before I met you. No, I didn't. Yeah, you guys you. knew each other yeah, before. Yeah, you I came, came to stress. Be like, yeah. I'd like put you on shows, remember? Yeah, so I was doing stand up. <laughs> like weird shows. I met him, and then I met you very shortly after. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But so you guys were doing the no podcast, I think, years. before I came on. I think we did a couple yeah. episodes to. Because had our your former host had left and then you brought I think we did like a couple of times and I was like I think I promised you. Alex to like yo I'll get you as a co-host or come we on. did an episode with Q and you weren't here yet and then the next one and was KL. Okay. Like, what the and fuck's what are they talking about? No. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, I but like, not long. Yeah, yeah I'm like tracing like it back. Years, yeah, so it's like, like we've been doing it. Yeah, for like well, cause it's a thing where years. you have like a you can have a close day one friend who you're like best friends with and stuff, but you might not have same creative uh you know yeah, yeah. paths or or dreams, so you can't mesh well and do like do a podcast or even or do a good podcast. But someone you might have just met, but you guys have the same you're trying to do the same thing, you got the same hustle, it's gonna it's gonna work out better. You're gonna you know, you're gonna mesh on things quicker. So. Yeah, I was trying to explain to them like my day ones probably might not listen to this, but like this episode they'll probably listen to because they know you, everyone locally. But like a lot of the times it's the people, the new people you're getting, the new creative people you connect with. Like I'm sure in the real estate industry industry and DJ stuff, you're connecting with those people. It's like me connecting with comedians and podcast people now. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, hundred percent. Are you still DJing? Yeah, oh, so okay. last year, I mean, last year I was, I did like, I want to say almost probably 60 like private events, like That's weddings and stuff, mm-hmm. and then just like my, my work life and then personal life just was, was suffering, like especially right. like you said, like the time my daughter and stuff was suffering, like I'd get home from a wedding at like 3, I'd wake up at like 7 because she'd be waking me up and I'd be just out of yeah. it, you know, so I was like, I, mean, I, was like I, gotta, I gotta make some adjustments. And that's kind of why I, I switched this year. This year I'm doing like maybe like 20 weddings, um, you know, just to kind of make that that commitment to both her and then also like what I'm doing. No. How often? Well, what was it before? Like you capped it? Like what were you? How many were you doing? Um, the most I did in a year was like 72. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And that I mean, that was I mean, that's weddings and then also private events, too. So I was doing like probably about two to three weddings a weekend. And then depending on like what was going on that Thursday, if there was a private event or wherever I was DJing at. So but yeah, 72 was where I, w- I got to like my next year. And I was like, I don't even know what just happened last year. But wow. yeah, yeah, it, was, it was a lot. It was it was a lot. No, nah, but just, that that makes sense. Then that whole smooth like, oh, yeah. Want this house? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you, that's what I'm saying. You, you had, he's had enough yeah. weddings to work the pitch out. You know, <laughs> I got the whole. Pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my 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 pitch is is down pat now, just as far as being able to make that transition. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a funeral director. He's probably seen people dead and doesn't care. It's like at weddings. Do you even care anymore? Not to like it's. 
you, you know care, what? but like yeah, it, and you're, so you're used to it. You you realize like a wedding is is someone's biggest, most important day of their life, you know, most, and they just put so much pressure and so much planning into it that my job and people don't realize like how important like the music is to it. Like, uh, if you go yeah, to a, man, you know got to be a dancer. Uh, you know? So yeah, if if you if you go into it and it's like. Oh, like you know, okay. This I used to put a lot, a lot of pressure on it. Like when I first, first started, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult. But then doing as many as I did, I was like, yeah, this is, this is. You, you try to do something different, and then you realize, like, all right, the crowd's not really feeling this. So let me just go back to the basics, back to what I realized. Yeah, the same songs that I play at every wedding, and I feel like I'm, I'm cheating them out. But I know I, I have a routine now that works, and I just kind of mm. stick with it, you know. Nah, it's like it's like stand up too, you know. He's going in there with his material. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, you're yeah. figuring out what's working for the crowd. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's and the funny thing about crowds too. It's like everyone is different. Mm -hmm. It's never the same. Yeah, right? that's funny because that's actually they, they go hand in hand, just like you were saying. Like depending on if you're up there telling jokes, and then if I'm, I'm behind the you know the DJ booth just playing music and stuff, seeing reading the crowd is the biggest thing at a wedding. Exactly, dude. Big, biggest thing. And just I can I could tell if I'm playing something I'll, and I'll look up just the vibe. That's out there. Yeah. Like, all right, they're feeling it, but they're not feeling it. And then when they're not feeling it, just transition into, okay, let me let me go back to see what, you know, just when everyone's out there bopping, doing their thing. So Yeah, you look for like that regular, like that everybody's got, uh, what is it, the same type of body language. Yeah. That's when you know you've won them over because, yeah, once you've got pockets of people reacting, yeah, you're like, wait. Yeah. You know I mean? And I'm yeah. sure just for just for stand up, like once you once you get into that groove, then you're like then you're just kind of just like smooth with it. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah, cool. you can have fun. Yeah, now yeah. you're playing for you, exactly. just because yeah, they're behind you. Yeah, so yeah, 100%. I definitely get that. Yeah, once you get Grandma and Aunt Margie dancing, you won. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Same thing, yo. Uh, I would say yeah, if a black lady call you stupid, in a good, <laughs> you're killing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're killing. So yeah. Same thing, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot to say that uh, Studio 18, Studio 18, right? Yeah. Was uh, one of the first unofficial sponsors of Keep It Basement Radio. Hey. Because uh, you edited the Charlemagne, you helped me with Cypher Sounds into the A, like early come up, and you pretty good. Came mm -hmm. a long way. Yeah. You know? You came a long way, though, too. Everyone, again, even from listening to this, the podcast from 2016 to now, I mean, there's there's growth in it, which is great. And it's just you know, no, no sign of slowing down, so it's good. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, You're on my radio show in like 2013, my first e time ever doing radio. I think you were the guest. Yeah. Wow. But uh, is, how, how was he then? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Thousand times more nervous than than he. Than yeah. He was. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what anything. That's like no, exactly. if I hit the stage and like if you're doing it as you're as a comedian, you're probably nervous right off the bat. But yeah. as you get accustomed to it, it's like you don't give a give a fuck. You exactly. Know? Damn. Dude. You might always get that little adrenaline before going any yeah. in anything. But at the end, how of the day, old were you when you did this? Young, like your age. Like oh my stop hitting me with this 24 that's not even like young i, I might have started like at 23 it all started because i went to some freaking honestly i went to some uh ftu thing and mm -hmm. i wanted to interview charlemagne and i didn't know it was an all black event and i got in and then he recognized me and then i got an interview for a school project yo and then i was like yo i'm gonna do radio and i did a radio show like the next month and Corey came on that dude is cool as hell yeah. because uh when i met him at ruckers he was guest judging a comedy show and like after the show like i was just talking to him and then uh he was like yeah like take my email like and if you need help or anything like just hit me so like i hit him like hey i listened to this when brilliant idiots first came out and i was like yo like i'm a fan of the podcast blah 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 
And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't really know how to do that sort of thing. But, like, yo, if I, is there any way you could teach me, blah, blah, blah? He's like, yeah, we record this day, this time. Let me know if you want to come through. Yeah, like, really done earth. Like, two hours later. So I was like, yo, yeah. dude definitely cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in terms, like, he'll make it, like, not necessarily set you up for that fucking stardom, but, like, He's showing you hungry, like yeah. he's gonna work with you. you he helped me graduate. I mean? No, not many people know that. Like I got a higher GPA because I got an A plus on the project, so it raised my GPA up where I could like officially graduate. Oh, you weren't gonna graduate? Like for my major, like it was a business communications course, oh, okay. and I had I was good in that class, but like other classes were terrible, like finance classes. Got you. So like helped me out big time. That I got an A in that for that project, and he retweeted it and like promoted it. It was dope. Charlemagne the God, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like a community, <laughs> yeah. almost. You know, like community. Yeah. Do you think uh, for your career choice or hustle is? Do you think it's more like your career choice or hustle mindset? Since you've you're able to evolve, like you were DJing, you stopped a little bit. You used to rap, do production. Do you like consider it like a different chapter of your life, or is it like you might go back on it? Like, how do you know when to enough's enough and to move on to something else and hustle? Because like you make money doing I, what you I, like. I think like when it came to making music and rapping, it just having a daughter was a big eye opener. And then it, it came to a point to where I was doing it with so much pressure on it, trying like to make money to where like I wasn't even having fun with it anymore. I was just doing mm. doing it just to kind of do it and just trying to like think of a way to make some type of like finances from it. And then I was just like, yeah, this isn't this like the passion was like was out of it. it was, mm. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Just like I'm sure with comedy, if you're doing it just to make money, I don't I don't think you're going to be. No one makes very money far, at first. Yeah, get very far, far yeah. with it, and it was yeah. that's what it got to me. It got to a point to where I was doing it just to try and start making some money, and it wasn't it wasn't working out. Because you play things with passion, it seems like you do what you like, but at the same time, you think logical. I feel like you do you like give yourself a time frame, like if I don't make it in so and so many years, or just to the point where it's just you, know, you don't like it anymore, like fuck it. Yeah, I, I told myself like by twenty five, I want it to be to where I, I could make a certain amount of money that was going to pay for a certain amount of expenses a year, and it just it it, it was wasn't even close to what I was trying to do, so. Yeah, yeah. true. It's tough, though. You ever see that meme where the guy's, like, digging for the go- diamond mm-hmm. and, like, someone quits and the other guy keeps going and he just makes it? Like, yeah. You never know when that hit's coming or what's going on. Yeah. But it's so hard with rap because even Charlamagne in his book was like, fuck your dreams if they're not your dreams because you think you want to be a rapper or entertainer, but at the end of the day, you really, you really don't. You're doing it for different reasons. But right. I, I guess it takes growth and people to evolve to understand and realize it. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, it's funny you said that, too, because, like, I gave myself that similar time stamp like i've always said by the time i'm 28 but i was always like by the time i'm 28 i'd have something to show for everything whether that be a credit you know what i mean or something like i've told people like regardless i was like i'm not shooting for fame dude i just want to be able to make a living doing what i like yeah like not have to bartend you know what i mean like like that's that's just my whole goal but like I've definitely seen people, you know, their first couple shows, they murder because they brought everybody that they know. Right. And then you start to see it, like, get in their head where they're like, oh, wait, this is what this shit is? Right, like, right. like this, this sucks. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the reality. Buckle up and get out, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, same. And I, like, it's funny. Like, uh, comedy and, like, music industry run real parallel. Yeah. yeah. Like, super parallel. Then you get that season stage where you see young kids who are, like, acting like buying fake followers, acting like they're famous and shit. And it's kind of funny. Like, I laugh about it now, but, like, do you see that and, like, laugh? Because you were been through all that shit and you're like, yo, these kids really aren't it, but they're acting like they're it. And somehow they might 
might actually be successful though because you fake it till you make it. Yeah, but it's like weird. This it's shit. a diff. It's a different. Uh, it's a different time, man. And like I, I even almost got into the same thing to where it was like, oh, you know, uh, hire this person. They'll boost your YouTube to this. They'll boost your followers to this. Yeah. And then, you know, to someone coming up, it's like, oh, I'm about to get a hundred thousand followers. I'm gonna look. You know, I'm gonna look legit. But then, yeah, then you start seeing things, and then you get to the the age that you know you start getting to, and you're like, oh yeah, this is this isn't gonna do anything. Besides, yeah, you start laughing about it. Uh, like I see people now who I know like don't have a real following, and I'm just like, come on, and yeah. Like it's like just hilarious, but like sometimes it fucking works because like we were talking to social media people, and people make it off that fake shit, just yeah. have one hit or one joke, and it get, it goes big. Mm-hmm. Well, on the pe- people forget, yeah, the amount of followers you have is like the new credit score. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like dead ass, like yeah, like. <laughs> I need to get both of mine up. Yo, yeah. it's the new credit <laughs> score. Yo, like, like people, I don't know why nobody's looked at it this way. Yeah, a person with three thousand followers might have way a ton more skill than the guy with two point one mil. But guess what? Two point one mil gets people paying for him to advertise their shit. Yeah, Kanye all for what? Look, you don't know if those numbers are real. Kanye yeah. had a rant. Like, it's, it's, he, he had a rant about that. How he wants everything to be at zero. Like, say, like Michael Jordan, Kanye West would have zero followers, and you would too, and you just start from scratch. So like whoever says whatever, like if you're famous, it w- like you could say whatever and get a lot of retweets. It wouldn't happen this way now. Everyone would be equal. That would be hilarious if they actually. I mean, everyone. Yeah, everyone would be equal, but we know that's not how the how nah, this whole game work works, man. Nah. You know what nah. I mean? I think that uh, like not even to get too deep, but it's like I think uh, this world life thrives on people being better than you and worse than you yeah true like so so it's like you gotta have homie with fucking three mil over here and then homie with 300 it's like like it's gotta happen yeah yeah Yeah, i mean like i'm sure you've probably even talked about it too it's just i feel like the difference between reality and then like social media there's just they're two different worlds that are going on at the same time that people start to forget which one they're in on certain points especially when you promote something like you have your own page closing with Corey, real estate stuff your brother does art and stuff and it's like it's hard to balance we were talking about that off air one time it's hard to balance your regular life and your business Mm -hmm. so like some people are like fuck it i'm putting everything on everything but i think it's good to have a second account you know yeah if you go hard and promoting a certain thing you get that niche following and that mark you market to that following like maybe not everyone wants to see everything that you're doing on a yeah. certain business yeah style. exactly but that's the good thing about yeah the 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 duplicate account is that like you could be like this is what i do but that's over there right right, right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i think it starts to get a little bit much it's almost like all right so creating a duplicate account is like basically the uh the 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 fake version if you will of like what people lack to do in their real lives which is like should have two accounts in real right. life, bro. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clock I, I, out. Like, yeah. It's I like, yo, like, nobody's clocking the I, fuck out. I feel yeah. like the humble people are losing, though. Like, like if you don't exaggerate or, like, stunt hard. Like, I even, like, hate when I'm, like, promoting interviews. Like, Mickey Gall interview or someone big. It's like, oh, God, like, I don't want to annoy people. Or, like, I think it's, like, just, like, whack. But, like, I feel like the people who are humble and, like, not arrogant lose out on social media because you could hype yourself up so hard and, like, act like something you're not and people will fucking buy it because it yeah. does work. The more we promote, we get a more repost, more listens. Like, promoting works and you could, like, hype it up and get, like, a lot of shit out of it if you want it. Oh, most definitely. Like, Instagram is moments. Yeah. I'm sure, like, yo, you could, like, we've been in, we're, like, middle, nah, not even middle. We're, we're low class, right? But I bet you we've all had moments. Derelicts. On our, yeah, we've. Poor, rich, everybody's had, like, some winning-ass moments where with the right photographer, you too can have a pop in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
come to Death Row Records. Yeah, bro. Like, it's just like, it's moments, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Certain people winning a little bit more, but like, yeah, let's not, let's, let's not act like it's a, like, like it's real life, you yeah, know? It's like, not that real. Dude, I know a lot of these girls, like, I know them, like, where their Instagram is not them. Oh, yeah. That's where, like, I feel like that's a, a big majority of the people that are yeah. out there. Yeah, dude. You know? Like, I've been like, yo, when did you go on this vacation? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or like, no, like, like or You do a double take, you see a girl at the gym, you're like, that ain't her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, I know this girl, I swear to God, she went on, she, there's this trail that's like not too far from here. It might be, it's like up 287. She went over there. Giving up the location for ops, great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no, like, no. Right, edit this out. Nah, stop. <laughs> it's like, it's it's some little, uh, it's like a, like a trail, but it leads to a natural waterfall, right? And she stood like by the natural waterfall because you could like climb down, but like she definitely put the location in a different country. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Like, and I was like, I know that spot. Yeah, that's right. not there, dude. Yeah. I was like, I've been there. Like, All right. I was like, close to McCory, what's the average day for you now? I see you do a lot of closings driving around. It's like hectic. Like, you're like motivating because you don't stop. You're like up at seven and like don't stop till seven. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I got to do more. Um, when did you decide That's to get into real estate after you realized you were doing you didn't want to do music anymore? Because uh, yeah, real estate is super common. Like I know everyone trying to do it in some, even if it's on a smaller scale. But like, well, it is. Lo- it's all or local, at least right? buy a property and then fucking rent it out. Yeah. Something. When I was actually um, when I was DJing, a buddy of mine, his name's Jay. Um, he started Shout getting. Out Jay. Yeah, seriously though, he's like a mentor now. He started. Uh, he started getting into real estate. He was probably in there for about four years. Then he told me he was like, "Listen, you should try and do it. You should try and do it." So. About, I would say, six years ago, I took the test. I, I joined uh, Keller Williams. I got the whole thing going on. Um, and then once I started just seeing, not even, like, like the payback from it, but just, like, the process of it, I, I genuinely did fall in love with it. Like, meeting people, finding out what they like, being able to, like, you know, get them, like, a home, like, of their dreams. Like, the whole process was good. And then, like, on the selling end, the same thing. It, it, was, it was good. And then I think, like, the first year and a half, maybe I had, like, one, two transactions, nothing crazy. And then I think, like we were talking about, even social media, I was trying to, to maybe promote something that wasn't genuine, and I feel like that was being perceived like, yeah, like this guy's just like, you know, he's coming over here with his suit and tie, and he's not yeah. like, he's not being like for real. And I was like, you know what, let me just put my own personality into it, and then I just started connecting with people, and it just started taking off, which is, you know, I'm, I'm blessed for, it was good. That's great. Yeah. And is social media a big reason for that? Social media is, yeah, like for, especially last year, last year, you know, Knock on Wood was probably like my most successful year. And I would say 80% of it was due to social media and just referrals and people seeing something and sharing something and then saying, hey, oh, my, my, my mom wants to sell their house. My friend's looking to buy a house. And then just me following up and being able to get things done. Were you at first mm-hmm. didn't want to do it? Because I know like no one likes to put all their shit on social media. I know like as you as a person, you're not like the guy to come like brag and post everything on social media. Was it a challenge for you? Yeah. Just like you were saying, it was hard, you know, talking about closings and this and that. And then I was like, my, you know, I'll never forget what Jay actually said. He was like, you know, what you need to do, whatever you're doing, you need to become like the obvious choice. So when it came to DJing and weddings, I started becoming like that obvious choice. Like, oh, you're getting married. Like, you know, you're going to give Corey a call for DJing. And then I'm starting to become to the point to where people are talking about buying and selling real estate, and it's like, oh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hit up Corey to see, you know, what your options are. So mm. become, like become, yeah, growth become, and trajectory. Yeah, yeah, becoming yeah. like that. Like when he said, like becoming like the, the obvious choice. Like that just stood out to me. I was like, all right, so what do I have to do in order to become the obvious choice for people? So you're you're admitting social media definitely a game changer helps for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, a thousand percent. Because there's a lot of people who are like, ah, like I know comedians who were even talking to me last night saying, I don't know if I want to post on social media. Mm-hmm. I like the whole like stand up comedy aspect. Like I don't want to put my sets on there or even yeah. like hip hop people are like I don't want to put my music on there. You just got to do it and just say fuck and it. And I'm sure you guys are probably the same way too. Maybe people that don't interact and react to certain things that you post. If you see them out, like, oh, like I heard you doing this or I heard you doing that. Like there's so many people that I see out that I'm that, that I know aren't interacting with my posts and stuff like oh i saw you had a closing in in bound brook or so you had this yeah, and that yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. so people regardless if they're if they're going in you know if, if they're into it or not people are still seeing you know what's yeah, going yeah. on it's always mm-hmm. awkward combo sometimes you're like gotta see someone from you're like oh, yeah i do that yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. Play, you know? yeah but yeah it's funny but it's crazy because everyone wants to be global and big like we interviewed a couple social media guys and they make their money off social media through like globally like everywhere right. but you you got to focus on being local and you're getting paid locally like the local is the big money mm-hmm. like local businesses everything and yeah. real estate everything so talk about like the difference between the global stuff and local shit well that's the thing like when i started promoting my social media for real estate i was trying to be like oh let me just be very broad in like what i'm talking about and like talking about styles of homes that like new jersey doesn't even have and just like trying like to do things to try and like try and put information out there to connect with people but it wasn't connecting with the right people at all and then once i was like you know what let me just focus on somerset county and then once i started doing things on somerset county and i started doing things to where like i would talk about a certain place like for food like whatever area i was yeah, in yeah, i would yeah. have like that be like like my pick of the week whatever delicious just, yeah yeah delicious <laughs> just like just like certain certain things like that and then once i started being a little bit more specific and then i started i started seeing like a little bit more interaction with it which was good yeah mm. it's always tough well for like entertainment like you got to go global but at the same time you got to think local like sponsors start early locally and like shows and stuff like yeah you got to be the big fish in exactly. small pond first yeah you know? And like even even when I first started, I mean, people were telling me about properties in 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 different counties that I didn't even realize I didn't even have access to some of those counties. So <laughs> I I drove an hour and a half one time to uh, Saddle River, and I went to go into a property, and I was denied access. And I was like, oh shit! I was like, I don't even have access. It's it's like a a, a multiple listing service. So depending on where you are in New Jersey, there like there's different sections. Mm. I didn't have have access to it, but it was just me just trying to go out there and just go after yeah. whatever was coming my way. So you got to think local first. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, even, uh, like, back in the day, like, what was it? I think it was Cool Herc said it. He was like, conquer your block, conquer your neighborhood, conquer your city. Yeah, that's how you know you're good. That's how you know you're good. Yeah, and keep it going. Yeah, it's just moving up the mm-hmm. moving up the fucking ranks, man. And I think that, like, yeah, he demonstrated that beautifully. Yeah. yeah. You went from trying to sell all to New Jersey. All right, let me focus on the county. Yep. Keep moving. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, on to the next one. I'm seeing like different things. Like I'll I'll look on to see how many like listings like Raritan has every other week. And then like my my thought process is if, if like five houses come on the market every two weeks, I should at least have one of those houses being from Raritan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's no reason why I shouldn't have a fourth of, of the properties that come on. Mm-hmm. And just figuring out how to do that first before I think about how am I going to take over, you know, the rest of New Jersey? So you learned a lot from your mentor, um, but does anything else help you, like the books and stuff or like YouTube or people? Because like you were telling me how important it is to connect with people. And I think for anything, even comedy, podcasts, it's all about relationships and connecting with people. I see it now from the interviews we do and the stuff we get from it. It's all about building relationships and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the name of the game for success, I feel like. Yeah. I, I used to get myself so worked up thinking about, you know, a year from now, thinking about the stuff that I did. Oh, if I would have did this a little bit differently, I would be here instead of where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I read like the like the the power now. I'm reading right now, like for like my third time. Uh, the wow. book, uh, the secrets is like I read that like a couple times through. Just you, you pick up something different every single time. 
And the biggest thing that I had to focus on was just living like in the actual present. And I know it sounds so like cliche. It's like, oh, live in the present moment and stuff. But to actually think like to let your mind just sit in the moment and not think about tomorrow, not think about yesterday. It's, it, it takes a lot out of like, you know, your, your mind itself to be able to do that. Yeah. And I think starting to do that was, was yeah, was huge. How do you, uh, when you get stressed out with a lot of stuff from your work there, how do you uh, like not be so stressed and relaxed? Um, tough for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I go to the gym every day, which is a little bit of a break. Running helps. <clears throat> but even even doing that, though, too, I mean, I'm still getting phone calls and stuff throughout it, it that. It never ends, so. dude, right? And uh, social media makes you addicted. I mean, and just having that phone on you thinking, oh, this could be a potential client, more money, and all these calls going on. Like, how do you fucking, like, cut it off? That's the biggest thing is, I mean, I have, uh, I have like, those limits on social media. So what I'll try to do is, like, I'll try to check it in the morning. I'll try to check it in the afternoon and then in the, in the evening. So I think about, like, if, if I don't get back to somebody within two hours, I think it's going to be okay that I can reach back out to them, whatever. Yeah. Um, if I don't get back to them in, like, two weeks, I don't think they're going to want to work with me. Uh, but I try to I try to separate that in like three three different sections for the day, mm. um, and then just as far as like phone calls and stuff, depending on what it is, like I'll I'll, I'll prioritize to see if it's something important, mm-hmm. and if not, the good old I'm in a meeting right now. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That love it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be home in, in bed watching something. I'm in a meeting right now. Be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that law of attraction shit. All successful people like believe in that, but like. Yeah. I go, like you were, you had a status about how people like take too much time with motivational quotes or YouTube stuff and that's a huge thing time management me like I go overboard and watch too much mm-hmm. and also with law of attraction I'll f- I I start getting anxiety thinking like oh I'm going to have sex with a girl and I'm going to get an STD and I'm like <laughs> thinking it in my head it's going to happen now right, yeah, I'm like right. fuck dude I don't like the law of attraction so much <laughs> like I got a board over there law of attraction stuff so embarrassing everyone who comes down here looks at it like famous people and they're like looking and I'm like oh god there's a naked girl in there it's pathetic and yeah. there's a porn star like I didn't mean to put the porn star on there but you see the porn <laughs> But like it's so embarrassing, yeah. and I never put it down. I never take it down. I that forget. That porn star also gave you her number, so like, yeah, oh, just, there you go. There you go. Like, but like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, like how? When's enough is enough? Like for me, I'll look at a YouTube video or a comedian interview or a radio interview, like Charlemagne, and be like, "Yo, this is a dope interview. Let me watch the whole fucking hour." Next thing you know, like half your day's gone because you're watching all YouTube shit. Yeah, you're in a wormhole, and you're just mm-hmm. God yeah, yeah. knows where you're Same at. Same with point. the quotes, though. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll screenshot of, "Oh, this is a good business quote. Let me look at it." Not nah, never look at it, mm-hmm. and let me just like put a motivational quote out like you were saying you had that status uh, yeah. talk about that well i mean time management was is such a big thing and like i didn't realize how big it was until you start actually really going through different your your, your days and like what you're actually doing yeah right. so what i did was for a week i was talking to some guy and he said just for a week what you have to do is just just as much as you can at the end of the day write down where you spent your time at so from seven to ten from ten to whatever so like split your day up into four sections and then write down what it is you were doing like during that time and then i met back up with him and he was basically like damn like you're not doing shit for half the day you're just kind of just making it seem like you're doing stuff yeah, can yeah, i curse on this yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course. <laughs> oh we've um, done much worse <laughs> <laughs> we probably will yeah up. And then from there, just like I, we broke down the day into two-hour increments and then trying to really it's, – it's hard. It doesn't happen all the time because life happens. Like if I wake up, my daughter wakes up late, whatever the case is, you're rushing around. It's not like every day it's like a, like a set schedule. Yeah. But just trying to sit with it as much as possible. And I realized like the difference within like a week of just doing, doing these things from like 7 to 9, like in prospecting, doing lead stuff, taking time for yourself, getting yourself ready for the day. And then, you know, just like going throughout like that process. It flies by sometimes. You don't realize it, right? Seriously, yeah. Like, 
and then there's like what what helps you like build your business and goals like what's the best things you think that you've learned throughout because like you could like go listen to some guy and he'll tell you to write your goals down another guy be like don't write your goals on there you're useless you gotta work for it you right. know what i mean like what yeah, do you take yeah. when you see all this shit you're like okay i'm gonna take a piece of his advice this advice you know what i, I mean i i just like you said there's people that have different ideas what worked for me is that i did like a, a list of like 10 goals just for 2018 and i i did like seven or eight of them but mm. in the same sense the other ones that i didn't do are things that i feel like are going to take for more than a year to do right um, but I think having like a goal in mind is very important. Yeah. You know, just instead of just just going out and like that's that's when you'll lose like what's what's your priority. You yeah, know, mine took you'll... longer than a year getting laid. <laughs> getting. <laughs> Where's the car crash button? I try. I'm trying to lighten the mood here. Where's Zambia's the car crash sleep? button? He's sleeping over there. I didn't hear one bad joke yet. I'm yeah. not sleeping. I got two good jokes and you don't fucking shut up. <laughs> That's great. Mine's getting. Yeah, oh my god. This is what Mate, I'm gonna take do. Take the I'm, I'm, I'm cracking this bottle. Hey. Right? Hey. Mike Corey's got Chirac. Uh, <laughs> hey. Pas- Mike, Pastor Mike. Rock. Mike, Pastor Pas- Pas- Rock. Mike. I want. I wanted to set the tone to to be able to put bring some stuff on here. So now when Dude, everyone come who comes on, mostly brings. Hey man, listen. We'll s- we gonna say it right now. <laughs> Lou and Corey uh, both came correct. <laughs> <laughs> Lou. Lou and Corey came You're so like, Corey, strong. tell Diddy to give us a check. Pass us a rock. Joe Sweeney. Yo, yeah, shout out Diddy, man. Hopefully we can get some Ciroc. Who knows? You know, yeah. that'd be that'd be lit. Hopefully, yeah, you never know. Exactly. You know, sell ourselves to Revolt. How you feel about that? <laughs> they don't know? make that much though, unless you're Joe Budden. I oh, know. I don't even think they did. Oh, that show might have did. But yeah, Diddy's stingy with the money, according to the Breakfast Club. Is he? <laughs> For yeah. like media stuff, I'm just kidding, Diddy. Nah, no, don't, kidding. don't have me. Yo, that's how you stay rich, though. Probably. Say, yeah, that's probably, that's probably how you stay rich. So don't have money. me killed like Tupac, Diddy. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's 100 percent true. So you can. You can no, it's that. not. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I realized? Like everyone Diggy, on my yeah. shit is be, trying to be a real estate agent now. It's like the cool thing to do, kind of like Louis' business, the weed business. How do you like set the tone to be good at what you do? Like and like get rid of the riffraff. You know what I mean? I, I think just like anything. Time will will get rid of it for you. I mean, a lot of people are going to come on the scene and they're going to say, you know, they're going to they'll, they'll have those those people like within their family, they're good friends and stuff. But if they don't have the, the drive and the ambition to keep going with it and to when they hear no to be able to. All right. Like that person said, no, let me go to the next person. Because in the beginning for me, that was that was a little bit difficult, like going on a listing appointment, and not getting it. I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah. I thought this shit was going to be a little bit easier mm-hmm. than that. But yeah. I think, you know, not everyone is, is really built for that to, to be able to withstand rejection or whatever it is. And, and oh, I'm used keep to going. it. Mike's yeah. really used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in all facets of life. <laughs> so I see you do like those vlogs sometimes on Instagram with Closing with Corey. So yeah. you'll go through what you're, you know, where you're going for the day or what you're selling or who you're working with. Is that did that was that a goal you want to do that to make just more of a social media impact or that it kind of just happened and you feel like it's necessary to document that way you know maybe you know how many are what how many showings you had this month and you are you know reaching your goal yeah I mean a, l- a little bit of both it was definitely something to where I wanted to have a, a stronger presence for social media I mean vlogging like just having like that video presence was I think is very good to connect with people mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I even learned from that too like my first video was like five and a half minutes long and then going back and looking at it I'm like I, I could have narrowed this down in like a minute and right. a half and like that's like that's my short new goal sweet, is just yeah. to go exactly just short and sweet make a minute video have one topic boom and then just send it out and then be done with it but yeah just to have something where people can connect to and now that I have it to where it's it's a little bit shorter it's a little bit easier for people to watch it go through it and like I'll you know I'll get questions from it which is mm, is the good. only thing that I'm trying to get is like that 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 interaction with people. You yeah. have a product you have, you hire people for production or you do it on the phone. Y- for I what? saw for some like professional videos that you had. 
Uh, both. I mean, I've hired people for production, and then I have like my myself that I can I can do a lot of the editing and stuff. Like my my vlogs, all of them I've done myself. Um, but then some of the videos and stuff, I'll hire somebody to do. Gotcha. So you got to pay to play, really. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna bring something up with Gary V. He's telling people to Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. You know, familiar? Yeah, yeah. He's telling people to live at home for as long as you can, and he's like, because it. Does that kill your real estate business? Because he's pretty much saying, "Don't buy a home, live with your parents." <laughs> there was a bunch of there was a bunch of memes from that, like real estate memes and stuff, and it, it didn't. Nah, it doesn't really affect. Uh, if someone doesn't mean everyone's if, listening. If someone's yeah, if someone's hearing that and they're like, you know what, that sounds like the right thing to do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy a, or or look for a home for however many years. Like it, it, it is what it is. I know most girls wouldn't go for that, so that's not good for getting laid purposes. Like to live at home, like I know for a fact. Right, but like stalling <laughs> me, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, because you look like a loser and stuff. But like it's an no, interesting it's not, perspective. No, it's not even that. A lot of those girls live at home too. That's true. But they want, they want a, they want a rich guy. <laughs> they want a rich guy. Oh yeah. I, like. I mean, yeah. everybody wants an end result. But like that's the, that's the thing. But is that the person you want around you though? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody is just like bro. No. Hit me up when you've made those millions. It's right, like, fuck right. out Yeah, I don't here, think right? it's a, Maybe a quick that bang. big of a thing. I, got, I think a lot of people are getting laid living at their parents' house. Oh, that's what Celeste said, if you, But if you yeah. got a cool parent, that's the other thing. Mike, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want some rubbish? Mike, here. Nah, my yeah, mom's cool, but she ain't that cool. Here. Like, my mom my mom Mine was like... Well, no, my mom, the only benefit with my mom is that she's in bed by 6 p.m., so <laughs> I can just bring them over at like midnight. <laughs> Come through, play with my dog last I, I, six thirty. I wish I had that goal. I wish I did. What are you? Ki I'm kidding. But she, <laughs> she actually does go to bed at six, like seven thirty, literally. Can't even get a date. Like, what would your mom do though? If like, 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 like. Yeah, she'd probably realize what's happening, but I don't think she'd make a huge thing of it. Nah, no, she's she's pretty laid back. So like, and my dad's really laid back. She's. Not she's not as bad, but she's yeah. You know, she'd probably be like, all right, just you know, relax. Thomas, you got uh, laid. Yeah. You're not gay, son. <laughs> she would congratulate me and fucking be like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Probably actually, <laughs> you got laid, Mike. Thomas, you did it finally, Mike. You're a man now. <laughs> but uh, like the Gary V thing, do you? It's like a, like an ethic thing. Like, what if someone buys a house and they're gonna go broke immediately? Like, like, all right, dude, you can't get a house right now. You gotta fall back. Like, save up, do this and that. Like, or is it like, ah, oh, fuck it, I got the sale. No, yeah, it's, oh, it's fuck, I got this sale. What a fucking idiot. There's, there's, there's got to be some morals to it, and and I work closely with a lot of the lenders that will be able to. I mean, they give you a good idea on, on how how um, secure this person is, to, like to buy a house. Like they'll they'll go through it. They'll give the whole breakdown. They're gonna say your expenses are X. Like, right. you know, it, this is like your max expense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it does. It, it, and it, it won't even get to that point either, because now like the way things are, like they'll just get denied beforehand. Zappy, uh, Cliffy got a house from Corey. Zap oh, nice. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with like Shut the housing market crashing before? Like that's why they put like a lot of stuff in play. Like, there, yeah, I mean, there's definitely stuff that have got you know have have been changed from from some of those things that have happened and some mistakes like in the past. Yeah. Um, but the overall process though has stayed pretty consistent as far as just what a buyer needs to provide in order to get a pre-approval, and then also all what they have to provide going all the way up until closing, so they can make sure that they're they're going to be good to go. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. And then I was reading, I was watching some. Grant Cardone said that buying a house is dumb. You need real estate that is going to make you money. And then I, Gary Vee said basically the same thing: like live at home as long as you can because it will help you fund your dreams and th and like uh, other things longer, like save you money. So you can sell. Is that like a? Yeah. I know you might say it's like it's not a universal plan. Like every man's, every person's different. So right. it all depends on what the situation is. Yeah, exactly. Whatever your whatever your goal is, if someone's goal doesn't involve having their own place and and doing their own thing, then. That sounds like a pretty good idea to me too. Just be saving, you know, saving money, yeah, yeah, yeah. paying out towards something. And, you know? uh, and yeah. then, they, yeah, like uh, 
he was saying multiple streams of income, like you buy an apartment building, or whatever, and you have like five people at the apartment, and you make all the money. Yeah, I mean that's that's the overall goal. Um, like even even wants. like for like myself now, like getting into where like there'll, there'll be like a multifamily, and then being able to whether you're living in the front half or, or you're living in the one unit, and then you're having rent being paid towards your bills, you know, so you, then your expenses are down, and then eventually having you know just two sources of, of rental income, whatever the case. I mean that that's obviously one of the best possibilities that you can have is having that. That just continuous monthly income from that. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Every, a lot. Everywhere you watch, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, oh, I was like. what do you want me man. to do, guy? Buy a fucking five million dollar house? Exactly. I got five hundred dollars in my bank account. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like those five unit houses. I mean, they're four or five hundred thousand dollars. So <laughs> it's going to be a little bit difficult for I someone know. to. Yeah. I they mean, just like, act like you could just do it immediately. On a smaller scale, like you could maybe buy a house, and then if it's in a good location, Airbnb it. True. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of dudes that like they'll literally look, uh, they'll look to buy uh, spots in Tampa, like off of like the Ebor Strip or whatever, just because Ebor is always popping during the summer, and Tampa Am and Tampa Pro happen all the time anyway. Yeah. And everybody's always looking for a place to crash out there. I, ha- I haven't done an Airbnb yet. I didn't know how big it was until like, I looked into Bro, it a little bit. Crazy. Yeah, it is. It really <laughs> down the shore, I heard. It's down the shore houses are you Crazy. Yeah. Mad money. In my, like, in my head, well, I was like, look at New Jersey is just insane. Yeah, I was looking at it. Like, I was like, oh, like, they'll, they'll probably have like, a couple places here and there. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is all over like the world that this is going yeah. on. It's yeah, nuts. man. And uh, I had a bar guest, actually. He told me that he was on a uh, like some boat ride or somewhere like a yacht party uh, with the guy that made Airbnb. How the fuck do you even, yeah, like, say that without stunting? Yeah, I was at a yacht party with the guy who made Airbnb. It, it was something like that where he said they were talking for a while, and they were like, oh, what do you do? And then the guy's like, oh, like, you know. <laughs> I no, no, he goes, I, I think he said I work in hospitality. So then he was like, oh, like, you own a hotel? And he was like, oh, I made, <laughs> I made Airbnb, dude. Like, yeah. Which is, like, No dope. easy way to put it. Yeah. yeah, which is dope for him, too, because, like, if you made Airbnb, like, can you just walk into any Airbnb and just be like, Gotta get out by five and yeah. make this, can yeah, you yeah. like you just be like, come on? Like, <laughs> What's with this flipping houses? That's a new thing going on. I see DJ Envy in it. I see like AC's great rental property, or whatever. Uh, what's the deal with this? I feel like obviously you need to have money to make money, uh, mm-hmm. but like I feel like this is like really popular on social media now, like this flipping shit. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, you need to have either money or you need to have people that are backing you that that have money. And then if you do it the right way, and a, a lot of the times now, it depends on the market that you're in, whether it's going to be single family or a lot of people are trying to do the multifamily thing and trying to buy it and then be able to flip it, rent it out. I, yeah, I used to intern for DJ Envy, and I'm like, this guy's driving around in a fucking Bugatti. He's got like a $30,000 watch on it, and I'm not getting paid anything. I can't intern for this guy anymore. Right, you know right. what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck, man? Come yeah. on. I used to vlog on his site, but... yeah. Dude, like you have to ha- like so you the b- main thing is you have to have money to make the money in real estate. Like you can't just out of nowhere. How do, how would someone who's broke make money in real estate? Any advice on that for investing or whatever? Or just getting in, you know getting involved with the right people that are going to be able to finance whatever, and then they're obviously going to have a, a plan for you to pay them back and then interest and and depending on like the longevity of it. But yeah, you, you yeah. need to have. AKA, I need a sugar mama. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That or you know you work you know you break even after year two or three. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you then you off to the races. It's just like going to college, you know. Took yeah. that loan. Yeah. Hopefully, you know what I mean. You graduated yeah. now. Start Don't paying it back, baby. Yeah, like, exactly. Or you get on that yacht party. You get an invite from the Airbnb guy. Don't wear a condom. Impregnate a famous girl, rich girl there. Then use that for real estate. Could Man, work. That sounds yeah. like that sounds like you've got that written somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you recited that in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> 
actually a smart thing though. Like if you get like a celebrity, you back a celebrity. I feel like that helps your social media following. Like Chris Rock won a house in New Jersey, and you like helping him. Like I feel like that'd be legit. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah oh, Rock really? lives in yeah, New yeah, Jersey. He lives in like Alpine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's listening right now, Chris. If you hey for the listeners, we know where you live. For the listeners, this is our uh, our young female correspondent, Cassie. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, man. What's up? No. Yo, you chilling? All right. Sitting in her leopard chair. Oh, careful. There's a loose uh, something on that chair. I hit my hand once. I almost cut myself. <laughs> I almost cut myself, too. Yeah, you got to watch out on There's that chair. There's on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Zapia. What else you want to um, say? Since you never talk, apparently. I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We're, uh, come in, come in hot, Zap. No, yeah, you just put me on the spot. Go fuck yourselves, both of you. Um, <laughs> Mike, Mike, you, you got you got some plastic cups or not? I don't, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll I don't, go get cups. I'll I don't want to be swigging this out of this out of oh, here when this do is. Do like a G. I'll go get cups. I mean, I, I feel <laughs> we can't hold it down. You better say something, Alan. This guy's useless. Look, you can just pause it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve, able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> 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 Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips. <laughs> Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out Dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E. Awesome, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Uh, one word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dankstop. Let's get ready to rumble! Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan, and you follow the artist, and you study your artist, and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour. 
if you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I want to listen. I, like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the yeah. truth about it is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello? Hello, Sipes? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Sweeney. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, keep it what radio? Basement. Keep it basement? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep It Basement. Making money. After three meetings and shit, and like oh, we were shit. all like that, everything was all set in that's stone, a hard yeah. text. Yeah. yeah, and I just I just said I, I don't even know how to start this off. I was like, but I can't come to your wedding tomorrow. I was like, I got a guy, Joe, and I, I wound up working out, and he was so I mean he was so cool. Yeah, about it. At least, at least nah, no worries, no problem. Like, yeah. You gotta be, but you gotta be a monster for somebody to be like my daughter has an 103 degree yeah. fever. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah bring that bitch. I <laughs> we got ice. We got ice on. Ice on ice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for hour two, what do you want to f- talk about? Comics? Do you want any more? Anything else you want to talk about? Like real estate stuff? Or whatever? No. We'll, we, no. Anything We're talking. Else? He's into comedy, so he likes to uh, understand more, I guess. Or well, how was the Theo show? It was good, right? Great job. Oh, sick. Yeah. The Theo. Yeah. No. He he was he was awesome. He came like like I said, the guy who opened up for him, and then like and when he came out, he just had like a whole different energy on like on stage. It was it was yeah. nuts. Like he did it to where like he was he was. Killing it for like 15, 20 minutes, and he just like sat down like on like his like his bar stool and just started talking as if. Who was that? Okay. Theo, um, I, I follow him on Instagram now too, but he he's on he's on like a lot of uh, of, of Theo's like stories and stuff. I forget what his name is, but he was really good too. He had like a a real like bland kind of like comedy to where like he was just talking like very monotone and like came out with a joke and it was it was it, it was very. Uh, he was pushing a lot of boundaries when it came to like stuff about like like yeah. gay stuff and like stuff about like women and everything. But he he was he was hilarious though. He was good. How yeah. wh- where did you see Theo? Like wh- why would you go to a Theo show? Um. Well, it was at the Borgata. Uh, yeah. My brother turned me on to Theo, and like I just started, oh, nice. I started watching the podcast. I started like kind of like doing like my homework on it, mm-hmm. and then I was going down for my birthday actually. And then a uh, a lady friend of, me, of mine that I actually went down Pimpin with. Pimpin' ain't easy. That's necessary. <laughs> um, uh, surprised me with tickets because I went on and, and it was sold out. Um, and then she somehow. I was going to go to that show. Yeah, it was sold out. Yeah, some, she somehow got some tickets. And they're actually amazing seats too. So His podcast is huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, For no reason. Yeah, well. <laughs> what? He's no, funny. For real. No, but he's funny, but it's like stupid funny. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have like a certain sense of humor, I think. It's a drop, but his everything he says is—he's not saying anything that is real, right? Like, he, like he's just making things up in his brain. Yeah, saying them. He's got like word there. vomit that, yes. I, that yes. comes out where it's yes. hilarious, exactly. though. For his when he tells that story about the uh, the the hooker when she comes to the limousine, he oh was yeah, like, well, he's doing coke before Jim and Sam. Yeah, but he was like this. He was like, yeah, he was like, I could tell. She was like, she wasn't like regular black or white. He's like, she went. <laughs> Looks like those Korean like women that look black at night. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> He's the one who I watch his YouTube clips of his podcast and when he does his southern references or whatever, I will just I'll like fall out of my bed. Yeah, but have, yeah. have you heard his um his uh pound of his bag of hamster bones? No, what's that? 
Oh, he he actually, you know what's funny? I don't want to cut you off, but no, 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 no. Tell me about the bag of hamster bones. So I don't so sound he, like crazy. So he, it was yeah. awesome. He, he that's got, one of his bits. He has a full bit about yeah about selling talking uh, about selling <laughs> a bag of hamster bones. Yeah, this and like it just real. it was he it really was funny is. as hell because he got done with his show and like he was like standing around like everyone was like cheering and stuff and he was like. <laughs> You know what? He goes, you guys have been such a great crowd. He's like, can I try like a couple of like new jokes that I've never told before, like out in public? And everyone's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so he did like a tell an, us. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did like an extra like 30 minutes. And, and that was one of them. Um, but he was talking. What were you talking about? He was talking about like basically on, like um, if you if you uh, it's on one of his audio albums. Yeah. Like I forget he, what it's called, but it's on one of the ones you can buy on Apple Music. It's on one of his albums. It's not a set or anything, but he talks about. A whole thing where he talked to a crowd about like hey, something about hamster bones. If you have to, listen, he was basically he, yeah he, he, might be he was asking like like he was asking the audience too he's like how many how many hamsters do you think is yeah. x amount of pounds or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was something so stupid, and like he, people were like were kind of like interacting and stuff with it, and like he just went into the fact that he was set, yeah exactly he sold like a pound of, or or thirty pounds so or whatever like it was a hamster bones. On the amount of hamster bones that it would be, they were yeah, like, yeah. eh, that's about seven hamsters, and he was like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said I had this pounds, and you said that was seven hamsters. We're talking about thirty-five, fifty hamsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were they all his? I yeah, he because he was all. No, it was. You have to look up the. You have to look up the. Bit. It's, it I, it I, goes I, into it because he talks about that he used to uh, tattoo hamsters and then oh, sell them outside. Oh of, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and that really is it. Not doing him justice, and I apologize. To you. My yeah. bad, D. <laughs> We we are doing this good, and then and then they went into about the the hamster bones in, in the back thing. Yeah, it was it was good. His whole just Dude, persona is hilarious. Yo, the uh, his his white privilege bit is the funniest to me. When he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, he was like, I don't know white privilege. He was, like, I grew up poor. He was like, I know a couple motherfuckers with sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about or, or about the dude that used to <laughs> he used to put like his jeans on like his arms or whatever and he was like whatever he was talking about because he didn't have any any uh, any shirts or anything oh like, no like, I didn't see that <laughs> no I know I didn't know that one that sounds amazing yeah yeah I knew not nah, the one I, I it was that one and then the uh he was like back in the hood he said on a podcast he said back in the hood they used to call him the nigga bus because <laughs> Because he drove a bike with pegs in the front and the back, so if he was late to school, kids would just jump on his bike, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "There come the nigga bus!" And it's just Theo just pedaling like. <laughs> Reminds me of Joe Dirt. Yo, he, he kind of yeah. yes, He gets to, and since he's from like the swamps right. of Louisiana, he gets really offended if you call him redneck. So he's like, "I don't like redneck. I like to be called. Uh, I'm rural. I'm from rural. I'm area. rural. Not a redneck." It's also Getting offended because he's trying to make a joke about it. He's, he's not also he's, extremely he's not actually hilarious. Offended. With Dude. this podcasting, you think? Do you think it helps him with the jokes and stuff? I feel like he tests his material. No, it podcast. helps. It helps him put asses in seats. You don't. Like, think, like, don't you think like he that. practices jokes on the podcast or tries to come up with a premise? I think that with podcasting, what this is for me and Zapia, more or less, is uh, this is practice for me riffing. So like, I, like when you say something, I don't have a joke about it. It's just like what comes to me right then. So that's what I'm able to tap into. But like for Schultz for program. for him, like I'm sure he's using that podcast to practice riffing and just 
throwing stuff out there that you think is funny without any sort of reaction at all yeah, at yeah. all like he finds out later what people find True. funny which is weird imagine doing a comedy show where i perform nobody says anything and then a day later they're like hey yo you was mad funny up there <laughs> yeah. like i'd be like yeah, this is mad weird yeah but at the same time business wise it helps the brand and it helps put asses in seats because not everybody's gonna come see you just because they know you're a good stand-up they listen to the podcast every week. They want to get to meet you. So right. it's like. And speaking of meet, he had a line of people waiting to just take pictures with him. Yeah, like, I left. Man. Like, I mean, he has a massive fan base. Oh, he like they 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 uh they, they had like the end of the show and then like people were walking down. I'm like, oh, I definitely want to take a picture with him. And like the line was like wrapped like three rows around. I was like, I was like, damn, not that much. I mean, I want I wanted to, but well, I was like, I can't. I, dudes like, had a long a line. Dudes had a long career because people forget that he was on Road Rules. Yeah. So, you know, MTV did Real World and Road Rules. Like, Theo, like, stuck out on Road Rules just because, like, people, like, if you look back, you would swear he's stupid. But, like, it's like, no, he's funny as shit. Like, like, at the time, I think people weren't smart enough to get it. Now that he's a comic and you realize this is his thing. Apparently, he's a good interview. When he was on Road Rules. Yeah, no, he hadn't started yet. That's the only reason he was able to get a, a comedian status after he was on Road Rules because he was, everyone loved him on Road Rules and then. He's like, oh, I want to be a comic now. Oh, no. What I'm saying is this. Like, before the word comic is labeled on you, more or less people probably, if you took that same sense of humor without the comic label and threw it out there with regular people, people would be like, this motherfucker's a weirdo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Or he's stupid. Even even the girl that I that I went with, like, I was a little nervous because she'd never even heard of him before. So I was like Damn. trying uh, to explain to her his comedy. It's real like, dry and like, specific, you know yeah. but it's so yeah. fucking funny. Like, you, yeah. There's no way to explain it. You're going to have to just watch it. You know what it is? Theo, I feel like, falls in the category of... Uh, with you like Theo if you also like the movie Dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like yeah. if you Dr. think, Wrench. no, no, if you, no, he's smarter than it, but like there's people that get dry humor. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like and or that's Napoleon like, the, Dynamite. yeah, or Napoleon Dynamite. Terrible movie. It's hilarious it's a, it's and Dodgeball is hilarious. It's a horrible movie, but Thank like, you. That's, they're both two of the funniest Dodgeball's movies. Dodgeball's great. Huh? Napoleon Dynamite. No, no, no. Napoleon Dynamite. Movies. Horrible movie, but it's amazing. Uncle Rico throwing footballs past the camera, <laughs> and it's like the Grand Canyon's behind him or something. Like, <laughs> right, right. That's his life. Like, yeah. Dynamite. Everyone here knows a quote from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. All right, give me your tots. That's the first thing I think of. Yeah. And the Vote for Pedro shirts. You don't think Target made so much money off of Vote for Pedro? Dude, did you have a Vote for Pedro shirt? No. No. You don't have a Vote for Pedro? I promise you, if you go to like Brooklyn right now, We're like there's like one white girl with a Vote for Pedro shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's one, dude. But uh, you also go to Sebastian Maniscalco shows, right? Yeah, I went to two. Um, he's huge in AC, right? A lot of Italians go out to him. He, yeah. He says that. And you know what? Even like he was talking too, as far as like demographic wise, like that it's it's a little bit older oh, yeah. um, out there for him, like for people coming out and stuff. But he, I mean, he's he was awesome too. Uh, I mean, I got, I mean, I started watching him probably later because I know he's been doing it for a long, How long time. How long have you been watching Sebastian for? Maybe like two, three years. You know, obviously he's been doing it for I've 20. Been. So like, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I know that he's he's nah, put in. Yeah. And like I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy like once I get turned on to something like I'm gonna like do like my research on it whether it's yeah, music yeah, yeah, whether yeah. it's comedy whatever it is so I then I watched all this older specials and stuff, um, but yeah he was he was hilarious too. He I was, got lucky enough to um, working at Stress we every July, the first two Julys that I worked there, he did Thursday through Sunday two shows every night, 
Oh, wow. And really? Sebastian? Yeah. I didn't yep. know he went there. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So Sebastian was a resident at Stress. And wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I came in. I got to see two summers of it. Um, it was always like the second week of July. The second summer I saw it, it always sold out like in March. They always booked wow. it ahead of time. Yeah. He said he's got a huge audience northeast and he gets to tell all his Italian family stories. This it's is great. Yeah. this is what this is what got him to be he was always every fucking July in stress. Like an Italian scalpeler, you think? A scalpel guy? Maybe. Was he Italian? Yeah, he cut your, he you cut don't have to say that. he's Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody who knows Sebastian's worth at that point, it was his most recent fucking stint. Definitely an Italian. I, d- I did wait in line to, to meet him. How yeah. long? It was like maybe Sebastian like... Sebastian used to I got, be... I got there pretty quick. He used to be like crazy... Up in there, famous. Yeah. And then and then he got big, and now Dice compares him to himself. And yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh, he's in movies and then in Greenbrook, Sebastian. Yeah. I would say oh, Sebastian's boy. way better than Dice. You know what I mean? Like, I like his book. I love his book, Stay yeah. Hungry. Mm-hmm. Motivational. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, now nah, you started talking, so I gave you the mic, and no, that was everybody was waiting for you, it. You uh, the audio book, I like yeah. it. And I was good like, I was, I was nervous to like, because again, like you have it to where it's legit. Like you walk up, and like you have maybe like five seconds. Hey to man, say big something, fan. Oh, thanks. And original, then, like whatever. So like, I literally walked up. He goes, Hey, what are you? Like, what are you like? Twenty, twenty one. I was like, no, I'm 28. I have a kid. Let's take a picture real quick. All right, cool. Let's <laughs> and like that was it. That was the only thing that yeah, I. What can you really say? You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. He probably was on the car ride home. Like, nah, but that kid was cool. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't linger. <laughs> he had big biceps. Yeah, <laughs> got him out of there. there. There was a lot of those too. A lot of people were like lingering. You hear him like bro. trying to tell. The, the, the worst was like the people that you hear trying like to tell jokes to get the comedian. Oh. Uh, like, oh. He probably do a joke about that. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! Yeah. I got one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it. <laughs> Save it for you. Save it for your material. That's or my whatever. dad. You can keep yeah. this one if you. Yo, that's just Sweeney. You just owe me a chicken palm. That's all. And my my buddy, my son, Mike's a fucking derelict. Why don't you use that as a joke? Yo, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yo, your dad and your uncle could probably do stand up. Yeah, and it yeah, would be yeah. your uncle, especially Locker. He just figured out who Sebastian Menescalco is. Cassie, lo- Cassie really? loves Locker, Sebastian by the way. He, he just yes. figured out who no, Sebastian Menescalco was. He's fucking hilarious. He's like that Menescalco. It's funny to watch. He called Menescalco Menescalco. Yeah, I got on. That's even funnier, dude. Yo, <laughs> someone last night was like, yo, are you trying to make your Uncle Don Vito? The funny thing is, I don't know if no. you remember this. My, my I was Drew fil- just said the same shit. I was filming like my Don uncle. Don Vito, he, just, he, has his own, he has his own, I don't know. I was filming my uncle on a shitty Verizon phone, like a shitty ass phone, one of the first like flip phones <laughs> when I was like 15 before Don Vito was popular. He's funny. I, I, I can second no, that. I like he was always entertaining. I would always film him. Remember yeah. BRW? He was on there. Oh, the rest oh Don yeah. Vito. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this shit. You need to use it more. Been on World Star. <laughs> I got him on World Star four Has times. He been on World Listen, Star? he goes, yeah. he goes Malafasco four times. Four times. <laughs> four times. Or three times. Three times. No, the 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 video that made me cry was when you the told. Banana boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you told him, he was like, "Yo, I matched with a girl on Bumble from Italy." He was like, "What? You're never gonna see her. Where you gonna take a banana boot?" She DM me about a flashlight. She DM me about a flashlight. Oh. Is that on the Halo? Oh. She's like, I, "I want to see your flashlight." It's so funny. <laughs> She's like, "I want to see you use your flashlight." Like, you going send me to a take pic a if you're banana real. Right, yeah, she yeah. looked hot, and she never send did. Send me a picture of you holding this. Bes- Is that on the Halo? She wanted me to send a picture of me using my flashlight. So I said, "I was like, all right, send me a picture of you first. Yeah." See if you're real and attractive. Right. And then maybe I'll show you a flashlight, but not my penis. Oh, yes, yes, please. Wait, is that banana boat one on the, on the locker page? Right. Yeah. It's the it's about online dating and also the DM I got. Really? He's like, you're never going to see that girl from Italy. You know, going to fuck a fucking banana yeah. boat? 
Yeah. A banana boat to Italy? Yeah, he's kidding. Make sure you spill that. <laughs> hang on, hang on. All right, but Sebastian Maniscalco definitely has a good charm, good storyteller, Italian stuff. and Yeah, we get it. He just fucking sold that Madison Square Garden. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. And then Theo Vaughn, apparently he's great at interviewing on podcasts. Apparently has great charm and good interviewer. I was surprised about that. Yeah, his, his podcasts, are, are they're entertaining. They're good. Oh, it's amazing. He uses the word Hilarious. cavalier. Anybody that says it. <laughs> you ever hear Theo say and, that? Uh, I'm real Bobby cavalier. Lee's nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> is gonna say you'll never you'll that's good it always comes out crazy you know who's got you know who's got a sense of humor like theo is uh the dude no the dude from the roast me craig smith craig smith has probably the weirdest left field sense of humor but it's like if you yeah watch it all deaf does a thing called roast me where they Mm -hmm. basically have a set that's built like a classroom and it's just all comics sitting at desks and then uh one comic each goes up to the teacher's desk that's the hot seat and you just get roasted by everybody and like craig craig's got jokes where you really can't see it coming like a dude had like you know how dudes wear those ripped up like denim jackets or whatever like those levi's things yeah he told the dude he was like if your jacket could speak it would look at your face and go twinsies (laughs) 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 it's the funniest shit but like he does stand up too like dude stand up is amazing like yo like i think Theo and dudes like him are like breaths of fresh air in terms of like the 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 usual New York guy. They're original. Tight yeah. forty five. Here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got a dude that's actually just like man, listen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that, that's like his whole standup was like was based on that. It was like he had he had his material and like he like, like I said like I was pissing my pants and then he would just sit down like he didn't just like kill it and just talk about like something completely out of the like just completely random and then go into like something else like his. His setup and delivery was just. How was the girl's first time? Like, did she understand it? She did. She liked it. She liked it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Is she new to comedy, or she just? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think she has a newbie. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen? (laughs) Did you see Theo Von's Netflix special? Yeah. And it's kind of like stupid, stupid stuff like that. Kind of the same thing. When you saw him live, I'm just curious to see him live. Yeah, I'm I'm only asking. I'm really no, no. Like even compared to his, yeah. You know what? It it was it did justice to his Netflix special because th- then there was times like he just starts going off like on something and then just yeah it was just it was I feel like yeah I feel like it's the like the other way around though I feel like that Netflix special didn't do him justice that's fine. like like I don't because I watch it and people are like it's okay and I'm like right. okay I'm like yeah you, you need to see this dude in front of your face dude yeah. like like because like honestly it's probably one of the funniest dudes working right now yeah. i would say like between him joey rory yeah people yeah people sleep on rory what was that swing no i was like i, I got i was asking because you're you guys are comedians he's a comedian he's a not a comedian he's a comedy consumer fan of comedy yeah i want to know what his prediction is like what do you think about netflix specials the future of comedy and mm. like as a fan a consumer who Very consumes it yeah. like are you gonna sit there and watch four specials in one day because we were talking about this whole like Schultz effect like Tito tells us to talk about it more about the blueprint of comedy in the future of entertainment and like 
everything seems so digital now, and it's almost like fucking Netflix is like too much. Like no one wants to sit there and listen to a whole hour special. So instead, let's put on Instagram for a three minute bite or whatever, and let's make some money doing podcasts, social media. So I was like, what do you think as a consumer of comedy and entertainment? Yeah, I I don't know. I might be the wrong person to ask because I enjoy the Netflix specials. Like my like I'm a big I I like to be able to sit and watch them, you know, for an hour. And then again, maybe not everyone has that. Just like you said, like someone that doesn't get those hour long like whether it's Theo or it's somebody yeah. else it, 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 I think there's a demographic for everything but I also think that those those quick three minute YouTube clips and whatever that are like clickbait you keep on clicking like for the yeah. next for the next yeah. one I think those are a big you know a big thing as well they're but making money like six figures in ads those Instagram comedians exactly. who aren't even real comedians yeah. Fatboy SSC yeah. uh, the kid who did the dance with Drake the exposure that gets crazy right. like Schultz's whole thing was combining that approach with your stand up comedy right. and he was saying how sitcoms are going to be dead anyway and that like the next of the future is is like doing something on your phone for like a three minute clip and that's your sitcom because sitcoms really is a 25 minute episode if you think about it sign for the episode they would title a joke in the episode right they would have like 15 minutes of flutter and only like 5-10 minutes of the real joke Right. So he's just saying in the future you're getting rid of all that shit and you're just gonna have the five, ten minute or three minute bite and that's yeah. gonna be it. And just like even the Cali say for talk shows too, that that podcasts are like a new like the new talk show. Yeah, yeah. Like for people like for Joe yeah. uh Radio's for, for Joe Rogan. Minute, like you know? people are comparing that to the top, you know, talk shows from, from back in the day that it's it's crazy to see that too, and it's all just from from the digital area. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, bro talk. Do you watch porn? No, I'm kidding, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro talk. Top five <laughs> favorite porn stars real quick. I did see that you interviewed a, a lot of them from uh, from when you went to that um, Exotica. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, can, yeah. Can, can we also talk again uh, about how Sweeney uh, had you had just dick to deliver and you refused? You know what? <laughs> the dick was, <laughs> at, the dick was yeah. out of service. You I feel, refused. I feel, yeah, I feel like I feel like there was a couple of openings that you could have just been. Yo, like, oh, he oh. said, "How about we have our own little 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 interview?" We talked. I'm still about, getting so. comments on YouTube about that. I should post that for comedy. Why didn't you <laughs> take up on any of that? That was a pussy. You should have just met up with her after. <laughs> Are we talking about one specific person? Oh or? yeah, we could oh. talk. We could. We, I mean, yeah, well, we, she, she has a kid now. And yeah, she was, um, from wait, wait, she. Yeah, I feel like every three months she's like already like going through, got married, now has a kid. Yeah. Oh, so she's in the milf category now. Yeah, she's like all the women uh, that talk to me. Pretty much, they get like they move on, they date, and they have a kid, and they move and get a house. Who, who, who was it? Just a porn star, Harley Dean. Oh, okay. I didn't know her. I hadn't known her. Yeah, uh, this was. Uh, cheers, this guys. wasn't last cheers. year. This wasn't this year. It was the last year's. You know, cheers. And how long did that go for? It was just thirty what seconds, mean? like talking, texting. Yo, she she mailed. She sent me her hairless cats. We have hairless cats. <laughs> she mailed him condoms. <laughs> Allegedly. What? What? You have a hairless cat. Yeah, two hairless cats. Really? What? So <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand how mad I am. <laughs> Not at him yeah. for him. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then she, in the interview, she was like, "How about you go on? Like, let's go take this interview one on one or whatever." And I didn't at the time; it didn't hit me. I'm like, what did she just say? Like, I couldn't like right. hard of hearing. And then I'm like, "Holy fuck!" She just hit on me. And I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. If I were you in that situation, I'd be like, "All right, interview's over." And then after the interview, <laughs> and after the interview, you know, Adam. After the interview, my buddy Adam came up and like he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And like she's like going through my phone. I'm like, "I don't know." Like she's like, "I like I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I really didn't know." And all of a sudden, she's like typing her number in, and I'm like, "Oh, she's typing her number in my phone." Like I thought it was normal. And I was like, "My buddy was like, what? Like yeah, what do yeah. you mean?" Because I was just playing off like, "Oh yeah, she's just typing her number in my phone yeah. to hang out or something." I don't nothing know. odd here. Yo, nothing listen. Odd. <laughs> nothing odd. Yo, you were so lucky. I wasn't. Yeah, I, was like, I wasn't there. I was so like nervous and out of it because I was in interview mode. Like yeah, I, I, I was like, no, I would have been in the background. I was actually so calm. I was like, oh fuck. 
bucket. Like, yeah, oh, I'm getting yeah. a number right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would have been hype. I'd be like, yo, Sweeney about to be balls deep. <laughs> yo, my, my friend claims she was just trying to sell me CBD oil because I have anxiety. Fuck no. out of here. <laughs> Definitely nah, can use yeah, it. No. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. That's great, though. Yeah, but uh, for that thing, like, I, like they always make fun of me. I don't want to be known as the porn guy, but it was great exposure and has great views on YouTube. And it pretty much why I could get paid on YouTube now in the future because of, like, all the views and watch time. Yeah. What do you think about things like that, too? It's a form of comedy, the interviews in a way, and also it helps with exposure and a lot of views. Do you think that's a good thing necessarily or a bad thing? Because I don't want to be just known as that. And when I put stuff on YouTube, I want the same views, you know? But yeah. it's tough because people like sex and porn. Especially I, Indians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're huge in India. Cuban basement, huge oh, yeah. in India. Yeah. YouTube.com. Kama Sutra came from India, so of I course they're Bollywood. Horny, horny fuckers are like, ah, can I meet Julianne? Can you please the get The Bollywood actors like, who have this I exact can't. mustache are really into us. <laughs> Give her uh, a very good dick. I think I, I think you. It's good because you. I mean, you're you. You stay constant even on like your in, interviews on on YouTube and stuff. It's not like you change your persona or like your your approach yeah, yeah, yeah. on anything. It's the same. I'm thing. I'm not so, faking it, but yeah. I just don't want to be known as the guy. Oh, this kid's using like like uh, sex workers for clout in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah. But nah. like, it, it's a good comedy concept. Like, right. I would love to pitch that to a, like a network or do it myself constantly. No, and it's not like you're the only one interviewing. But you're in the time yeah. that it's okay to be using not using, but it's it's okay to be talking about two girls about sex. Yeah, and yeah. Let's, and, and we don't even interview them. Flashlight, flashlight liked it. Like that yeah. definitely helped because exactly. I'm interviewing I think, everyone I think that flashlight sponsored with. I think the question should be turned on anybody that looks at it that way. People, which right. is, People which is, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to an equally working professional. Why is this not a collaboration, and why am I taking advantage of right. someone? Uh, like, someone said it best. Yeah, someone said yeah. it best in a weird way. They're right though. They're like, he, he was like, a, not really with porn, but he's like, you're actually humanizing them in a way because you're so like funny with it and nice, and like yeah. they're just normal people with jobs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah bro. You're listening to their story. And yeah. yeah, and they're also giving me great advice like how to get laid and stuff. It's funny. Like their their profession right. is to have sex on camera, yeah. so it's not like you're asking them like it's something still, out of the still ordinary. Just a job. Yeah. It's still just a yeah, job exactly. that you do and you yeah. get money for it. Like, yeah. Hey. They're yeah, just something like I think about because like if you look on YouTube, like we get good views and stuff, but the porn thing is like another level of views, right? You know what I mean? No, it definitely is. But like, also, people really need to understand. It's like, bro, there's experts in any field, mm-hmm. any fucking field, to down to the point of people that literally handle shit, people that handle fucking. Uh, what is it? Topsoil or fucking or, or any type of so- or that'd be a more boring interview. I'd, yeah, I'd have to there's admit, dudes though. that are talking about dirt. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's dudes that are experts at like, oh, this matches with this, and this is how this plant will thrive with this because of X, Y, what, and Z. What, what about yo? That? There's a girl that's just like, hey man, that dick would fit here, and I'd be like, yeah. word. And I, I, think, I think it's funny hey. putting locker together in the porn stuff. How about this? Or how about a girl that giving you actual? That was the actual... best video you ever made. Yeah. How about a girl that gives you actual good constructive criticism when it comes to sex? And hey, listen, numbers. man. Right. No, I've done this a million times. Trust me. Let me tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, what you did back there, great. This, not so much. But yeah. like, we all need that. How about this though, guys? And I. I I played a game. I, w- I put the porn stuff up on my Instagram, and I was like, let's see how many girls f- unfollow me. I got like 20 unfollows. Like, I'm a piece of shit because, like, the porn but stuff. But you know what, though? Some like it, no, though. Some those like, girls, this is funny. Those girls are insecure. Yeah. And nothing um, bad. Like, funny. Like, just me at an exotica. Like, what's the big fucking deal? Like, guys pin, jerk off. Our pinned tweet on our Twitter, Cuba Basement Twitter, like, which like is ten, the, ten, like, the most recent exotic interviews comboed with lo- so we so he would ask a porn star a question and she would respond and then he would ask Locker or Uncle Locker the same question he would respond 
and it was hilarious. So you're getting the, the comedy. Two different, it's a perfect yeah. thing for what we're going for. The porn is to like, okay, we're trying to entertain you, but we're being genuine and nice, asking honest questions, but we're trying to make you laugh with Locker because he just will give a fucking just crazy curse word nuts nuts answer. Yeah. But the porn stars are giving genuine answers, like yeah. no, like and we would combo both, and that's and what how, that's what we're trying to do. And how about this fucking like just the way fucking any society works is sex sells sex grabs yeah. attention yeah. so guess what yo listen like yo we're not taking advantage of anything they're helping us yeah. like, 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 yo you're helping me dog like and not to even try to be funny like, you're asking like pretty good questions you're actually. asking really good questions yeah we don't yeah. Yeah. You, you know how many dudes so stupid. You didn't say, you i didn't, didn't say, say anything, anything to distract that, them that would that would make any girl nah weird. i make it like the jokes well, on me like i don't get laid help me out exactly how i observed it you didn't say anything that made Appreciate that. And females perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. That but like I think I think that anybody that looks at that that looks at you as the demon in that is like Or tacky or whack, you know. Super fucking close minded. Because here's the thing, like what what what's wrong? Is it is it the fact that tell, tell I'm a couple of radio stations a, that got banned from or can't get or wouldn't accept? Me I think the people who are really against it are just the people who are sketched out by porn in general. I don't uh, think it's really that big. Corporations of a thing. If you're too. In, if you're in the entertainment world, I think everyone thinks the it's funny. That aren't comfortable with their significant other being and businesses too, though old to, old style yeah, businesses. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like radio yeah, stations. Sure. But like, like people put themselves in those shoes way too fucking extreme. It's just like, bro, is your wife your wife? Yes. Okay. Does she do porn? No. You're safe, bro. Why are you judging someone else's fucking work? And it's everyone like, jerks off to porn. Yo, I'm be very honest. A girl in the red light district in Amsterdam makes triple what I fucking make. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, those girls down in Atlanta. Oh my God. If you've got an ass and some rhythm, hey, go down to Atlanta. Make yourself a living, bro. Speaking like, of uh, former strippers, can. why do we get the Cardi B? Oh man. Wow, oh, the her like her. Uh, wow. Zapia coming through. <laughs> This clapping's only happening because oh, they're surprised. We're not, we're not shaming her because I'm in Cardi's corner, Me too. to be honest. Last porn, to be honest. porn talk. Uh, Corey, I think you think this is no. funny. Tom Zappia, this is the first time this happened to me. He went up to people at Exotica and got rejected by, by like for interviews. I thought it was really I funny. Did, I gave it a he was like, you got to go up there with confidence. Did like, you oh. have the mustache? No. He went up there and was like, oh, you think we could uh, interview whatever? And she's like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, like, it doesn't matter. No. The ones who... Reject the interviews or end up being the losers. All the people we interviewed were fucking amazing. Who wait? Who rejected yeah. you? People whose names we don't even know. No, like, who, I don't who remember. Re- you don't remember a. It was name. some redheaded bitch, and Lisa Ann rejected you. Lisa Fuck Ann you. rejected oh, you. I already interviewed her the he other interview, year before. He had interviewed Lisa before, Ann rejected. Like, you? How, how did she reject? Like did she yeah, reject was, you? She had like, to get her publicist or whatever. It was a busy line. He was though. trying to flip it on me, but the first rejection of the weekend was Lisa Ann with Mike Swing. But I got interviewed her last year. Oh, that's yeah. Hey, yeah, you're well, going. You're going. Well, me and Zab will run in on the on the comedy scene. I'm sure she'll be doing some. She did. I, I watched her do a podcast one time. Which, by the way, it's like, hey, man, listen, just because you're famous doesn't mean you should do fucking stand Yeah, it's not like you, you do porn. If, like, uh, if you don't want to do an interview, oh that's fine. God. I don't yeah. care. But, um, but nah, right, Cardi, Cardi B. B. Nah, Cardi B, uh, I feel as if every dude that is sitting there going she should get the same time as Cosby is just a dude that's trying to make the playing field even for men, which is dumb. So, like, my thing is this. Here, here, here's my thinking in plain and simple. You're at a Bronx strip club trying to pay for pussy. So at this point, you're a person that might not be the cleanest individual in terms of how you do business, right? So at that point, you got to chalk civilian justice out the window, right? right. right exactly. So if you part of the game and a stripper fucking drugged you and got you, guess what? You just got God, dog. 
Yeah. I, 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 I don't understand why people are acting like parts of the game are fucking all of a sudden need to be brought to justice. It's like she was doing dirt just like this dude that was paying for pussy was trying to do dirt. Well, she had to apologize because she's so Hollywood now popular. Yo, if police busted in the window, like busted in the room and like that dude had his money, both would go to jail, not just one. So it's like, yo, leave both of those things out of it. Whole thing is this. Yo, she got you. So what? And here's the best part. She's in another phase of her life. She's no right. longer in. Right. Yo, she, you should think of Cardi B right now as forever at home base. Yeah. <laughs> forever. It's just like, yo, she's done with it. It's whatever. Like, I don't understand why people got, like, dudes I saw were, I went to high school with. Furious. They were saying it was yeah, yeah, self-hating furious. black I'm people. Like, I don't get it. No, that's another thing. People just With like Bill Cosby and uh, Cardi B. No, people like to jump and fucking reach at things. It, I know. I, I think. I think that. No, I think that because of everything that's happening with Me Too and women ha- finally having a voice and being able to equal the playing field out between men and women, a lot of dudes are trying to now find one girl that fucked up so long ago just to make the playing field even again. Fact of the matter is, yo, dude's been doing dirt thirty times more. Whether we like it or not, like, Grant, I I'm not a dude that does that, but fuck it, I let you let your actions speak for itself. You don't sit there and start typing away like, oh, Bill Cosby's going to jail. What, it? nigga? You don't care about Bill Cosby that much. I think it has this more. <laughs> I, th- I think it's I know a more. You don't care about Bill Cosby that much. I think it's Why more of you? a gender issue. I think it's a gender problem because like the same concept applies if a sober girl could fuck a blacked out guy and be okay and not be charged with rape. But like the second a guy does that, if he if he's a sober guy, fucks a blacked out girl, you're like a rapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's more of a gender issue where like Cardi B gets a slide on that and Bill Cosby doesn't. It's not really a racial issue. People are making it a race like a racial issue. The, the, more the, of a gender issue to me. The difference is this. The difference is this. What's in question with Cosby is the fact that some of these women might not have wanted sex at all. Yeah, right? he, he raped black he, girls too. They I'm were saying, saying it's all white he, people. That's why he, people cared. He took sex. She took money. <laughs> like, right. like, like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think a lot of people are gonna go to therapy years after for getting robbed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, stripper walking off with your wallet and your watch. That's not, yeah. that's not uncommon. It's like, bro, you knew what you were getting. That happened into. to me last night. Yeah, <laughs> see, there you go. You already know what club. <laughs> <laughs> yo strippers yo stri- like like you should know it like strippers to me are like uh they're like entertaining gypsies basically a girl's gonna hustle like like you're walking into the hustle trap i don't understand why dudes go in and go man we going to the strip club oh so you getting jucks for real even if they don't take anything she's still taking something from you it's guess like getting what asked to do a bringer not even a hundred dollars. Yeah, ready? Hundred dollars. Yo, ATL, hundred dollars. You need to break that hundred in the singles. They're taking twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you got eighty singles, not a hundred. Right. You gonna you gonna sue that person and compare them to Cosby too? It's like yo, yeah. it's all part of the game, bro. It's like how dumb are you, really? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, what man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everybody would just start coming are in you, firing, but all right, my bad. Corey, are you still like in? Since you were so big on music in the first place, are you still in on like everything that's current? Like, I guess Mike is, even though he claims he fell off, he doesn't. He doesn't really listen to hip hop anymore. But I don't know how that works. Oh yeah, I, I don't mean, know shit. So I always you get said that little Nas it. thing. The uh, he's a rapper and he's like he he charted in the country for who? Billboard. 
Lil Nas is a song. To, he's like taking over country. No, he's a black country star, right? Not a black country star. He's a rapper, but he made like a trap country song, and it got well, popular in the country. And they, they took the it. They show. took it down, though. But I thought that's funny. I, I mean, I I try to stay in tune with like the, the hip hop that I grew up loving. You know what I mean? Yeah, like me like, too. The, like the new like J Cole stuff. I I can I can I can get into like there's yeah. there's certain stuff that just I can't. I can't get into it. Especially, I stopped doing Sweet Sixteens. I stopped doing proms and everything. <laughs> only because I swear to God, like there'd be a song that came out, like, requests. oh, dude, the the amount of sa- the, the amount of SoundCloud requests that you would get really? is just unheard of. Yeah, and like songs that came out like four hours ago. Like, oh, you got you got this. I'm like, no, go just sit down. SoundCloud <laughs> requests. I think if yeah. it's catchy, it's catchy, and also the songs are only two minutes now, so people keep replaying them, so the streams go up. Because right. if you replay a song, you get more money. Yeah. So these artists are like, oh, let me not have any talent and make a two-minute song that's catchy, and people will keep replaying it. 100%. All these kids with the Suit 16s are trying to like get little pump plate and shit, and yeah. little Zan. Exactly. Little Zan. This, yeah. Little who else? Yeah. It's no more, no more <laughs> like pitbull and stuff like it used to be like three years ago. It's Mike Jones had a good run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just scared that there's a bunch of 16 year olds willing to get their face tattooed. Oh, yeah. Like that's like what's scaring me the most. I'm like, bro, are you doing that to your face? Like, yeah. you don't think Takashi's fucking really regretting this shit right now? Yeah, he's that's got a big dude. Six nine on his face. It's, it's almost like, damn. Yeah, like, what, like, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love how people love to make it like, uh, like it's more than it is. Like people are like, oh, six nine. Yeah, means if you look like at it this yin way, and yang. It's, 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 it's like, dude, there's a sixty nine tattooed on, on this on, motherfucker's on this face. <laughs> Theo actually did a funny thing about that. He was talking about witness protection. He's like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> He's like, where are they gonna hide this guy? He's like, he's gonna wear makeup. He's gotta wear makeup. He's done that before. He wear makeup. Six nine. Yo, his baby mom did a Vlad TV. She told it all. She was like, they know where we live. People screaming Treyway outside a window all the time. By the way, how does that affect you, DJ wise? Though, so listen, uh, Mike at a wedding is huge, dude. Michael Jackson at a wedding is huge. I'll put put it this way: you love Michael Jackson. I am a huge Michael Jackson fan. Did you see the documentary? I, I don't. I didn't watch it. I refuse to watch it. I know, I know, I have to watch it, but I, I, I promise I you that you have to watch it because it's I didn't want to watch it. You Negative didn't vibes. watch it. No. Negative vibes, right? Negative okay, vibes. listen, no. listen. I can't. There is I... no, there's no amount, there's no amount of little boy butthole licking that will make me hate the song "Beat It." But like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I'm dead ass. Like you have to watch. My, you have to understand what happened. Sure, but my biggest thing is you can't understand it because the man passed away. He can't speak for himself. He can't speak for himself. But here's oh, the no, no. Here's the thing. As long as there's victims, I feel that are still alive. I feel you. You gotta answer somehow. Yeah. Like, like, and that's a. Like, cause I saw the documentary. I went in. I went in like you. Like she was like, "Did you see it?" And I'm like, "I don't think I want to." Right. And then she was like, "Why?" Cause I grew up. Yeah. You know, the whole time, I the whole you never want to meet your idols thing is so real. Like, granted, I tell people this. I I tell people if Joe Jackson was your dad, <laughs> something would be wrong too. Right. Like, exactly. But yeah, yeah. watching that documentary. There's nothing I could refute just because like, like I could watch something and be like, this is bullshit mm-hmm. or it's everything they were talking to down to details and like little, little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The 
I think that if they if HBO hadn't picked it up and gone as in depth as they would, it still would have remained unknown just because you had one dude that stayed silent a very long time. And then you had Wade whose career took off immensely. So it's like you're dealing with a dude that really doesn't give a fuck, really, just because he's seeing what he what he he's seeing what he went through in dollar value anyway. Right. So get him out of there. Right? right. And then you got a dude that stays silent for a minute. But like, yeah, down to everything, especially, I've been like Oh man, man. Like, that's like, what I heard. That's what I heard. But I can't lie, the music is great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I feel, I feel weird, and I know that, especially with today's fucking, especially young people, everybody wants to be a fucking freedom fighter now, which is right. like they're fucking standing up for shit that they don't really, really give a fuck. If you give a fuck about Michael Jackson, and the whole thing, cool, great. If you don't give a fuck about it, leave it alone. Right. But like. I know for a fact, like, if you played that tomorrow on a dance floor, I know you'd see people go, like... It's like what Chris Rock said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but that's how great his music is. There's people that wouldn't hesitate, and then there's people that would be like... If the beat's all right, the bitch would dance all night. Chris, Chris Rock said something about that, rap music. Ignition remix will forever be great in the black community. That was, that was my... And the white community. That, for two years straight, that was my last... Last last song of the night to oh, where really? like I would, I would play my last song of the night and then I would play that and every single time I got a oh, great can't reaction. Can't play that. Pissed on a girl. Uh, yeah. Made a documentary. Documentary. She, he pissed on a girl a long time ago though. I used to work one and I didn't still R. play Kelly? that song. Yes. <laughs> so. yeah. That's really sad to me now. Ignition's R. Kelly. I know. <laughs> no, I believe I can fly. Ignition is R. Kelly. I believe. This is the first time that I've been actually sad. I'm like, fuck out. The white meter is going off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, bro talk. What do you want to get into here, Zapia? Uh, the dating scene, how no one has a... What's the situation with the dating thing? The article? Oh, uh, more than... I don't know, more than, what, 50% of people are single? 18, or, or 18 like to older 34 people now are single, like still single at like where you know where they used to be married, like, yeah. 30, at like what 30 age? plus. I gotta open the article. General social survey shows that more than half of the young Americans aged to 18 to 34 are single. 34, yeah. 18 it, to 34. It comes from the time when the dating apps are so popular and like every every if they're on every American's phone who's single, and it seems like that they're like just not committed because there's so much to going on. It's pretty much they have so many options that you don't yeah. choose any options. Yeah. You I think I mean? for me, speaking on me personally, like I, I tried the whole dating app thing for a little bit. Trash and then, yeah, it just it was so because I was so to where like if I matched with somebody, I was like, listen, I don't want to like have a 15 day text talk and then we meet in person. We have nothing to talk about. So I was like, if we if we match, let's go meet up, coffee, lunch, drink, whatever the case is. Like, let's not make it weird or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Let's, let's see said. if there's a genuine genuine connection. And then, like, just like it, from from that, it's just like I said, like even with social media, it's just what's perceived to be like people are 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 going into it thinking that they're going to be meeting like their soulmates to where it's yeah. like yeah. it takes a little bit more than just meeting somebody like where it's not that fantasy. The sparkles go off and the doves fly from behind. You ever, <laughs> you ever have any Tinder so weddings? Because people have met on Tinder. Factory. You know how many times that in the actual best man or or, or, or uh, maid of honor speeches, it was like, oh, so they swiped on Tinder together. Do like, you laugh? What? I would like to laugh. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, damn, I'm like you, you calling them oh, out shit. like what? divorce in two years. Yeah. <laughs> Real question: What percentage of times have you heard them say that? I would say maybe like one out of every like f- five or six, maybe. That, they that said was saying like they they met that they on Tinder. That said we found Tinder. each other. Ooh, on that's Tinder. mad common nowadays. I've been hearing it more. Yeah, and more. but then you think about it though, like that's you you you're not going up to a girl at a club anymore and being like, "What's up? 
like you know, I mean, let, let me get your number or something like that. I I've think never a lot had of a it, Tinder or a Bumble or a Hinge or anything no. in my life. Never once. Real one. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. But there's th- that's the study. It says the access is so rampant. Like everyone thinks they're you're matched at your fingertips, so they don't feel the need to actually try and go out like a normal social media. Right. Being. So yeah. that's the problem. Why everyone's single now because of social media, but making right. it more unsocial actually. But people, yeah. but people should maybe want to try to go out. Some people are fucking stupid and just want to be like, ah, oh, I'm gonna get it's, the match. It's so you know? crazy. It, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting married later in life too, and like because of financial obligations and everything like that it's, it's interesting study these this but uh having a kid now because mm-hmm. you have a kid yeah so with that being I said i have a kid yeah with that being <laughs> said like how do old you, is she seven seven, seven oh yeah. man cutie with that being uh, uh andriella good name that's a good yeah. name with with that being said though so like beautiful. do you go for like you can't go for a one night stand like hey honey this is uh so-and-so I'd show your daughter like I just bang this girl that she'll leave tomorrow <laughs> but you have to like be <laughs> serious in your attentions right? be like, the you're, coolest daughter ever y- are, you like, <laughs> are you like looking just for something serious all the time now or is it like if it's something fun they're not meeting your daughter right away like you have to pick and choose who meets your uh, yeah, family like there, there hasn't really been too many people that have met her um, but yeah I, I think good. I think my my obligations are a, a, a lot more towards her and for like for people like that I'm, I'm not like I never I mean again like I've never had a one night stand personally to where like I had sex with a girl and like never talked to him again like, yeah, I'm I too just, nervous it just yeah it just <laughs> it wasn't it was never like my like my like my style to do that but then now especially like having her like it's just like yeah there, there's a, a lot more it's a, it's a different priority people don't think about that how no, does that work you, dude when you have a kid it's like I personally don't but right, Having young parents, I'm 24. My parents are both 45. Okay. So my dad was like, the day I stopped living for myself is when you was born. Yeah. And that kind of set real. the pace for everything. He said every decision I made absolutely, had you in mind. Corey's definitely like, a good yeah. father. Your dad sounds as well. Good dad gang. Yeah, and it's, cr- it's crazy too because like, even like in the beginning, like when she was first born, at least for me personally, like I didn't have to where like she was born and then it was like, oh my God, like my world is like changed. Like it... it I think it was my circumstance also that and the wasn't f- the first gift you bought her was overdraft in your account. It did, rap yeah. song. It did. See, yeah. I listened. And that was, a, that, was a, that was a true story. I know, I felt was it? It was the first actual gift that I was buying for her, which maybe she was like, I think, little less than a year. Yeah. And, like I bought it, and then like I went home, and like my my account was like overdrafted, like forty something, shit, man. like forty something dollars or whatever. But um, it like, like I said, I think it took a little bit of time for me to actually, and again, I think it was my personal circumstance. I think there's different for everything, yeah. but to grow like that, like that connection, connection to where I was like, holy shit! And then the first, the very first time that I had her overnight with me when it was just me, like that's like when it really sank in. Was where it I was like, awkward? damn! I was like. You're telling me right now, like, if I don't feed this thing, like, she's not going to eat. Like, if I don't, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. change her, she's not going to change. Like, I'm like, shit, like, this is all on me. Like, this isn't on, yeah. there's, there's no, like, <laughs> there's no lifelines or nothing. It, this is real and shit. And al- also, it's mm. like, you know how, like, if you're a single guy, no no kids, no obligations, you have an obligation now, it's probably stressful, a lot of p- pain for stuff and everything like that. But, like, think about the time management style. Like, you would have a time to sit around and do nothing for two hours. Right. Now you have her obligation as well. So you have to go extra harder in your own life because you don't have that free time to do nothing, right? right? Yeah. And, that, it, and it's crazy too, because like even I'm I'm pretty hard on myself. Like when it comes down to work wise, when it comes down to things that I do, but then just being able to talk to her for like five minutes after a long day, every everything is everything it's is awesome. good. Like I'm talking to her about something, she's like, "It's all good. Like don't worry about that. Like you know, you'll you'll do whatever." 
You'll sell, uh, you'll sell, you'll sell some houses yeah, next week or something. Social media. I'm like, you're right. You're right, girl. <laughs> it's like they Fuck say you have to have the childlike, yeah, childlike man. mentality, the childlike passion and mindset. I feel like yeah. that's true. A no, lot of, no, a lot of successful people say that. Yeah, she, she's grown to be like, honestly, like my best friend. And I guess sound again, awesome. sounds cliche to say that, but she, uh-huh. we, we talk about everything. Like I, I want to make sure she knows that, like that, that line of communication is always open for her. What's her take How on old like? Is she? oh, she's seven. seven. She's, she's seven. What's her take on social media? Like all this stuff going on like the musically i'm sure she likes stuff like that like oh, what's your yeah. take on it too like see like the reason I, I like musically and the reason i like um what was the other one that she was on i forget what it, oh tiktok uh the reason i like those is because like she uses like her creativity exactly. into making these videos yeah, and like yeah. she's they real young girls self more self-esteem than yeah and like she's real she's real creative she yes. makes some really cool yes. videos and then on top of that, then she's like, "Well, I want an Instagram and a Facebook." I'm like, "Chill the fuck out. You're not. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> you're not having. You're not yeah. having. Either. But yeah. but it's it's because of like what she sees and stuff, you know. But it, I, I'm I'm cool with it, and I'm cool. I mean, YouTube is just weird these days, man. Like, yeah, that weird when, shit was going on. Yeah, on and even like even just different stuff like. Frozen came out, and then they have like teenagers and like grown adults dressed up yeah. in Frozen, mm-hmm. like just like <laughs> making sexual references and stuff, and just yeah. crazy, crazy. Sh- and it and it passes on the PG scale because it's not like the whole video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because it's like a Catch Twenty Two. But, but Disney, Disney has been. Oh yeah, definitely. The the reason that is that they did that history shit for a while. has been yes, they've yeah. always done that. So they've always been allowed to sneak in creepy sexual shit. I think because. I think it's because they know that parents are watching it with their kids as well. Yeah. It's and I think yes. that they it's know that like sure. it's 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 a subtle line just right. to keep the parents on board. Like for me, like Incredibles two was more funny to me than it was to her. That's we funny. saw it in the theater and I was I was dying. I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> is it good? I, it's funny as hell, yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought it's a catch twenty two with social media. Like say if your daughter wanted to do a YouTube page and you're like, yo, I'm gonna build her to be successful and do what she wants to sing on YouTube, right? But then at the same time it's like she's a fuck she's gonna be aware of all the social media shit that goes on. But I got a niece too and they hear everything she's thirty they hear everything in the classroom like yeah. worse than YouTube and she's she's telling me about YouTube what I need to do and like how I to build my page like she knows like their TV is YouTube that's what I'm yeah. saying like that's you're it's 100%, 100% right like the whole like the future hey guys is this and this subscribe yeah. to my channel yeah, like whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like she and, and it was funny too because she's she's still too young because I, I tried to we went to a Kalahari water park and like I filmed her for I would say maybe about 10 hours and like I edited it down to like five minutes because it was just her not knowing what to say on camera and stuff, and she's like, just oh, "That's like, like Zappy with comedy." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ten hour content, like five minutes. <laughs> she's just kidding. I had it with comedy. Just kidding. Oh. She, she it didn't just, even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, ten hours worth of material only got five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Nobody oh, trying to go to a ten hour comedy show. <laughs> Fireback Zap. I don't got nothing right now. Just <laughs> be peaceful. I love, I love but I, didn't, I didn't get it. Everyone's like, I don't even get what you said. No. He said he did a 10-hour video so with his daughter, and he only had five minutes of material. I, get I was that. kidding. Like, if we did 10 hours of, like, I filmed you for 10 hours, we right. only had five minutes. He's saying stuff. you suck. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It wasn't as good as a reception as it deserved as it's getting. I can't say it to myself because I don't do comedy. But, nah. Go on. No, yeah. Hey, um... <clears throat> it, it 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 comes down to like I said like as as far as her being on YouTube, 
<clears throat> she she just doesn't have the the mindset for it yet. I mean, I think she could, but that's the, just like you said. Everything is on YouTube now. There's like um, just like different people that go on there, different like uh, YouTube personalities, and she just she watches. She, we don't watch anything on TV anymore. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah, mm. yeah my well, niece is on YouTube constantly. Well, it's an interesting question for me. I I'm not a parent, but at what point would you let her start doing her own YouTube thing? Like, what are you looking for exactly? Um, I mean. I like to let her kind of just be free in it. It's just that she, I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking for her. Like, she's very, like, receptive on people. And yeah. I think, like, if she ever saw someone be like, this is a stupid video or something like that, I think she'd be like, oh, my God. Like, why does this person think that this video? I think yeah. when she gets to the age to where she realizes that everyone has an opinion, but it's not it's not factual. Like, everyone yeah. can kind of just say whatever they want to say and just kind of just you know, take it in the way that you want to take it in. Once she gets that emotion out, then I think I'll let her do her thing. But right now, if she did something and someone said something like that, like, oh, this is a stupid video, or like, your shirt looks stupid or something like that, I, I think cry, she, yeah. Yeah, she, she'd be like, I'm never recording something. <clears throat> nah, again, you, know? you want to make sure, yeah, she's ready yeah, for all when that. Yeah, she's ready yeah, for, yeah. Like, for that re- that perception. For nah, me. that's a fucking, that's an, um, yeah. that's a great observation. Yeah. Number one, but it's a good decision, too. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. yeah. You want you want your kids to be able to be confident in themselves, dude. And yeah, fucking, definitely. definitely. I think honestly, that's like the best thing my pops ever did for me. You know what I mean? Was like, I remember I used to be like hiding the fact that like I was skating in like Plainfield. You know what right, I mean? Just because right. I was like, oh, nobody's skating around here. You yeah, know what exactly. Yeah. And then he introduced me to Jimi Hendrix. Like just playing, like just started playing Jimi Hendrix, and I had no idea. I was like, "This music's tight." He's like, "You know, he's black." Like right? it's purple haze. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "He's black." What do you mean? He was like, "Yeah, yeah. he was like, yeah, we do more than just play basketball." Like he's left-handed. He plays the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the right-handed guitar upside down, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> With the women and dating, I find it interesting. Like, how long does a girl have to date you to meet your daughter? And what does your daughter say when she sees like a girl? Since me and her mother have split up, she hasn't met somebody who I've said this is my girlfriend. She's met she's met someone who like you know she kind of had an idea, but she didn't really know. But she hasn't yet met someone to be like, oh, this is my girlfriend, you know. So she, mm. I think, I think once I think that it's gonna be to a point to where it's gonna be getting to where she'll be around, you know, Andrella, then I'll think I'll I'll introduce her. But and uh, you pretty much get a good amount of women in life. What are your keys <laughs> to success on getting laid? Do you think? <laughs> um. <laughs> you kind of—he's one of those guys that's like—he's like kind of everywhere on the scene, but at the same time, he's like not. You know what I mean? Like you—you're kind of exclusive in a way, but everywhere and nowhere, like, man. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. to be. Yeah, I—I don't. I just—I don't know. I got not—I don't want to even say like not trying anymore, but that's I, the new I, game. Not trying. I, for, I don't, I don't know if you said it before, but just just being to a point to where like just what, whatever the outcome was, I'm just I'm I'm okay with it nowadays. Where I think it has like a different level of mm. confidence and just like what I'm looking for, what they may be looking for. Yeah, if it's if it's not going to match up, it's just not going to match up anymore. What do you think about picking up gym women? I feel like that's f- kind of tough because you don't want to go with the Instagram follow or social nah, media follow yeah. and then you see me don't say anything. That's like a fucking that's like a L right there, right? I've been in that predicament a couple of times to where it's like you don't want to just be that guy to walk up to a girl at the gym and be like, "Hey, yeah. w- nice biceps. W- what are you no. working out today yeah. or something like that?" You don't <laughs> don't do it lats. Yeah. <laughs> but you see you a lot lines? of people pick up women in the gym or at work, but they say you don't shit where you eat because right. you're at the gym every day. And if you get rejected, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I got, I got to talk to her. I got to see her. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And that's that's kind of been like the situation too, where I'll see something, I'll be like, ah, this, yeah, this isn't. And even like you said, like guys picking up women, 
<clears throat> depending on what the situation is, like, I haven't really seen too many successful attempts at the, at the gym or and even I, anywhere really to where I've been at. And like I'll like I'll try to figure out girls' ages, and I'm always fucking wrong now. Like one girl was 18, I'm like holy fuck, and one girl another was like 22, Ooh. and I thought he's like, trying 32. to scale a little lower, like 16, 15. Don't yeah, pick yeah, yeah, up yeah. people at the gym. Don't what? Don't pick up. No, I, I'm gym. I'm not with it. But my friend was like wondering, it's like we play the name game. The aging. only place we do not want to be spoken to. But it's fucked up because I'll That's be like good insight. I'll be on the I'll be on the machine. I'm dead ass. Like, I, I would, I would love to be spoken to anywhere. The gym is the only place. But you're right. And all, what about the women who squat right in front of you with their ass? I'm I was like, come on, yo, we're what are you doing? Still just trying to work <laughs> out our asses. I, I got, I got Baby. you on that one. But wait, 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 wait. My, my yes. question to that is, wait, 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 wait. If you, if, 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 and this is, this is me. I'm not trying to be sexist at all. But if a woman's going to the gym. She's got the whole matching. She's she's basically wearing a bra. You, you got like the the booty short things. You got the whole like it looks like she took at least a good hour and a half to get ready. <laughs> she's looking for someone. Yeah, no, that's true. There are women that pick up dudes no, it's at not, the though. gym. It's definitely not though. Yes. What about the squats right in your face? I'm looking. There's an ass in my face. Or, I'm or you're to doing a machine like, that does. How, how are, how are, how are. Taking a quick pee break. She how, <laughs> the rock's kicking in. <laughs> if I, if I want to squat and work out my fucking, my quads. I got a gym. How am I supposed to do that without it being in your face? No, I, I agree. But like, there's places where you could do it at the gym. And there was this one girl who will do it in the running area. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? And oh, no. There are some girls that are desperately like, like seeking attention. That's the thing. And because I think every guy, every girl knows that walking into a gym when you've got a body and you're attractive is like literally your rare steak in a lion it's cage. Your, it's your likes on Instagram. You know how we could solve this all? Just not go to the gym like me. Zephyr <laughs> dude. <laughs> and you don't want to be that guy who finds the girl like we were talking about my friends at the gym. Like you don't want to find a girl at the gym following Instagram. She doesn't follow back. Then you see her and you're like, uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> true. Good. Very true as well. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we do keys to success? Uh, well, do you know what the soldier spa is though? The what? The Soho, the Sojo spa, or whatever. Sojo. Spa? Every Isn't fucking girl, every basic girl on Instagram, feel like takes a picture at this spa in a bathing suit. Oh yes, yes. Isn't that in? Isn't that in? In, uh, in New York or something? I think it's in like Bergen County. Sojo like spa or something. I know you're talking about though. Yeah. Is yeah. it a spa or is it a bar? No, I, it's I, like I, a spa in like North Jersey, and like every basic bitch has at least one hot tub pick in it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I was just saying, I think they got to clean the water. No one wants to get any STDs <laughs> or anything. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but like, I feel like, like, I, why does every girl take a photo there? Like, because we talk about how there was girls at barcode, like a lot of Latinas who don't wear bras and their nipples are out, and just like, what the fuck am I supposed to stare that's at? A, that's a, that's yeah, a tough one, right? That's like a. I don't know. It's a thing with me too. I don't. I don't like seeing the. Do you? Are you a fan of it? Does it turn you on more? Or you're like ah teasing, or is it like ah, I don't know where to look at, or it's like too much for you? I you think. I think they're a whore, probably. I think for me, in the but they're really not. That's the funny right, part. Right. Yeah. And if if they're they're showing something on purpose, then they they're not have an issue with showing it, right? Yeah, but no? it doesn't mean they're exactly a whore, right? It doesn't mean like they're down I'm not to fuck. No. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Just trying to get in the mind of a woman here. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and, and label someone being a whore or not, but I, I kind of, I don't know. I think ever, ever since having a daughter, I've changed my perception on a lot of those things. So mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm seeing a girl and her nipples are out, I'm just like, all right, she's not the one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not but bringing it, her to my daughter's birthday party. A lot of times, it's party. funny. They're not even the ones who are. They're not even the ones <laughs> right. who are fucking like that. It's like more of a fashion right, statement. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The no bra thing. Yeah. I think that was a became a thing. Yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't I have a girl and now it's wild. Thing. It's like they wear those see-through things where it's like literally like the nipple is out. It's not yeah. just a white shirt with no bra. It's like one of those see-through like weird shirt things right. that like knit it by a grandma and the titties are just out. Yep. It's wild. But but no bra is is 
that's trying thing, to become right? not an issue anymore. Right. It's yeah. Not, it's not an issue. Yeah, and Asbury yeah. Park. And if, if um, I'll just say right now, if anybody didn't know, bras are bad for women's titties. Did you guys know this? That's good. So everyone should wear no bra. Did sure. you guys know this? Did anyone nah. know this? Mm-mm. I didn't know that. So, so wearing a bra and like keeping it supported is worse for it. Like for, for the titty. <laughs> for the On titties. that note, Corey. So basically, <laughs> that's it. That's all what does it what What does it do exactly? Because you, yeah, this is news to me. <laughs> I thought I thought it was worse. Like that's why girls wear like fucking bras when they go running and stuff like that. I thought you needed the support. Okay. No, so le- support so leaving so leaving them unsupported it teaches like the uh, breasts health breasticles. It it teaches breasts how to. Uh, like stand up on their own when you don't wear bras that support them all the time or you don't wear things maybe we should stop wearing boxer briefs up, it teaches your breasts how to deal with real gravity yes are you kind a boxer of. are you a boxer briefs yes i'm not going to yeah. say yes to that yeah. but that's like the closest when i was when i first started wearing boxer briefs i was getting more hornier but then it went <laughs> away like for it a week it's not translate like it was like dicks. rubbing against me all day breasts. you know what i mean yeah. i was like fucking like dude i got to like well, no. <laughs> has any an issue here? Has anybody done a study though? Like, no, no. Has People anybody bro- done a study? Uh, dudes that wear boxer briefs versus dudes that wear boxers. Yeah, like, you're whose more balls? First. No, whose balls are longer by the time they're seventy? I like that idea. I don't know. Yeah, we need some facts for this. Because are you saying this? Are you saying this? A girl that wears no bra all the time do uh do her like her, her titties? Her titties will look better <laughs> later in life than a I'm girl not buying who this. wears. <laughs> huh? We need to fact check on this one. <laughs> Mike's got this. Is no, this is for real. Yeah. Yo, all right, Corey. We're talking bad. about dicks and bras, but yeah. also, what are your keys to success? And like, is it passion or profit? For real though, talk about the keys to the success you think and like passion or profit and anything we didn't touch on. Like just talk about give like go hard on this one with your success motto, like your transformation, because uh, obviously at one time you were down in the dumps, probably like a lot of us, mm-hmm. and then you tried different businesses, uh certain things didn't work out and you kept evolving as a person and you had a daughter and then you're making good money and just talk about like the stuff you went on. I know like success seminars, the books. Just like everything that you learn that could help people who are listening, because people love this shit, and I never thought of it. Because Zappy would always say I'm preachy, but people like this motivational and keys to success and passion sure. profit shit. Yeah, so just hit it. I think, I mean, me personally, from like the the books that I've read, from the seminars that I've gone to, I think like finding your why is like one of my biggest things that I don't think I was doing. It was it was a little bit more broad than I wanted it to be. It's just finding the reason why you're going to wake up and you're going to actually stick to the schedule that you put out, that you're going to stick to your regiment, whatever it is, like from like the morning and up until like the night. I think finding your why is probably the first thing. And then just finding that schedule that works for you is probably like the second most important thing. Uh, and just, just sticking to it. And that, that's really, yeah. I mean, and again, live. it sounds the cliche, but living in the moment has been so hard for me to do because you're constantly thinking about tomorrow. You're constantly thinking about next week. You're constantly thinking about next year, whatever the case is. Like, oh, I want to do more sales you know, next year than I did, or I want to do more shows than, than, I did, than, than I did this year. Whatever the case is, I think you need to just try and live in the moment and think about, okay, what can I do today? You know, mm-hmm. just to better my tomorrow. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. If tomorrow comes, well, what can I do right now? You know? what, yeah, what about mm-hmm. though, like the short term goal, like you were saying, the daily goal, but how does it transfer into what's your why and the long term goal? That's a problem for me too, and I'm like thinking through broad, you know? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of your, your short term goals should always be leading to your, you know, your long term goal. And like finding what that goal slash your why slash whatever it is that you're, you know, the reason why you're waking up every day and why you're doing what you're doing, I think is just so important. Because if you just wake up and like you just are doing something and you don't really know why, I mean, you, you can find yourself 
getting off path. You know, ev- everyone gets off track every once in a while. Everyone's going to have it to where they have those off days. Every- everyone has an off day. But as long as you have that, that end motivation, that end why, that end goal, it should get you back on track to be able to do what you need to do. Any advice for the podcast? Mm. Uh, since you know business and you know sound, you know, you know industry, everything, like any advice for Cubit Basement, the brand? Because you've been through the, through the beginning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Different involvements. I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm appreciated to be here. You guys are. I think you guys are great together. And again, I think seeing it from the first podcast that I watched, and, and again, I watch a lot of my stuff at the gym. Whether it's you guys, whether it's you know Theo Vaughn, whatever the case is, like I watch a lot of it at the gym. Good so. playlist to be in. Yeah, and and I've seen and I've seen the I've seen the progression. I've seen that each one of you, like I said, you guys each have like your own voice, like have like your own style. So no one kind of like clashes with with one you guys all kind of come together to make a, like a good little little recipe which i think is good i think it's just taking that and continuing to do what you guys are doing uh, any, what do you, you anything with social media and like interviews like people say oh interview big names but i'd rather be somebody who's big and then you know have that come you know yeah i Build would, my own organic shit i would say don't even be too nervous about like the feedback on it if you guys feel comfortable about putting something out and you guys think it's funny then that's that's gonna that's what's your brand is gonna get built on you know trying to trying to overthink it which i used to do in the beginning will just make you start putting stuff out that you've seen so much of and like you'll you'll just kind of fall into that own category of of just just fitting in yeah yeah exactly yeah mm. but doing doing what it is that that defines this podcast defines you know you, you guys as an individual is what will separate you from from all the other stuff that's out there i think yeah dope we gotta have your brother chad on he dopes uh, he does some dope paintings yeah you know? absolutely yeah he's i think it would be a good Most one to stuff. get him on here and just be able to talk a little bit and he's he's got a good story too and he's got a lot of good stuff that's coming up as well within the end of this year the beginning of next year too so he's gonna have a lot of good stuff to talk about what's his instagram Chad Fandel, C H A D F A N D E L, and, w- and just plug everything your Instagram and everything you do. Because uh, you're gonna ask like a you know business question, close my core. You usually end it, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We just where, where can we find you? And and I know we have you have several different accounts. Close my core. You focus on real estate and your personal stuff. Anything you you know any any info you want to put out of contact if you're looking for you know clients. Got to make a drop too. Of course, yeah. I mean, again, closing with Corey C O R Y. Um, that's that's the that's the real estate account. That's what I've been using mo- uh, mostly on. Everything is closing with Corey now. So facebook.com slash closing with Corey. Uh, it's YouTube. I don't I don't know if it's closing with Corey on YouTube, but you got to have a certain amount of videos or something like that to have a an, an actual thing, right? For YouTube. I don't know. What do you mean? You have to have like a certain amount of like views or or, or whatever to have it youtube.com slash something. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that that might be a, a different one, but that's that's really where it's at. And obviously, not even trying to shamelessly plug, but yeah, anyone looking no, to please. buy or sell in uh... <laughs> none of us <laughs> comedians, bad yeah. market. I'll, that was one of my jokes. Like you know, you're not gonna get you anything these, out of this. You got these studios with cockroaches. <laughs> And I got more gifts too. I got I got water what a, bottles what a and, I also, guy. and I also Dude, got. We'll leave this here. Yeah, leave this here. Yeah, this is all like, gonna be promotion. Leave it on, on the on. table. Got, we got a flashlight here, four a bottle. Water bottles, and then I also Damn, got. Uh, Jesus. Merch. I got um. It's like, oh, you know we, what? We hold on, hold on. I was like, why the fuck's he asking how many people are gonna be here? Is he <laughs> nervous? Why. And then I'm like, oh wait, he's giving shit. I'm an idiot. Oh my god. I got my own my own hand sanitizers because I know you guys are out here shaking a lot of hands and shit. I'm a germaphobe. You know what I'm saying? Dude, how did you say it? How did you come up with these ideas? And then la- last but not these least, are genius. We got to promote this. Yeah, we, 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 we got a uh, <laughs> what you got? Sweatshirts. Uh, so I, got, I, got two, I got two large and two extra large. Let me get an extra large. I'm fat. I'll take an extra. Take a photo with these on. Right. For we help others. Extra large. Exactly. Who's got the extra large? I'll take it. Sweeney got belly on him. You you're not. Sweeney. You're not too good either, pal. No, I'm awful. Another extra large. I like him big. Hey, thank you, brother. This is medium. Yeah, this is incredible. And then two larges. Medium. So. 
I might do a giveaway. I think you might be stuck with the large then. Giveaway. That's fine, man. You fit in the large one. Yeah. Good, though? Thank you, man. Here you go. Motivation. Get it tight. Let's take our photo with us. Get it tight. <laughs> I'll get a whole thing for a giveaway if you want. You got to give away stuff? I take this bag. It's my aunt's bag, so she'll get mad at me if I don't have it. (laughs) Anything else, uh, local local business, uh, promoting, or like global stuff? Anything you want to touch on? Anything else? That's it right now. I think, like you said, I think uh, the other thing that I'm excited about is the stuff that my brother's going to have going on um, end of this year, beginning next year. I think it's going to be a good one when he gets on here. He's going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Follow Chad Fandel as well. I can't believe social media helped you. You said it got you so much more clientele, social media. Yeah, so much more. Yeah, and and just using it the right way just helped out. You know what I think? I think they want to see a face with the brand, too. And like, if you help someone else out then you connect with people through that 100 yeah also shout out to dan darocco since we shouted him out in the last podcast oh i mean God. no last radio show i listen a little bit of i still have it on my computer and it's like i use it as a radio demo it's funny yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good shit in there shout out to dan shout out to everybody who we've we've grown up with who's doing the things now if i haven't already uh sold you your house then obviously you know who to he who moved to away to. Yeah. <laughs> i'll hit you up in like 20 years when i can afford one okay yeah yeah no. i get that hbo special i got you bro <laughs> Yeah, what's the thing? You, can you do stuff out of out of the area if like? No, but I mean, there's a referral network, so I, I just I stay within New Jersey. Obviously, if there's people that are out, I have, I have people in PA because PA is one of the biggest ones moving from here to PA. Um, Got you. Florida for some people that are getting you know retiring, North Carolina and stuff like that. So you have like a referral network that you work with. What about okay. like say if we'll take a Hoboken, you can't help out, like or you can't? Yeah, I, I have a team. Not me. I don't have a team, but I have people out in Hoboken that will be able to help out in those situations and stuff. Hoboken's a different world out different there. Different animal? So. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. New York without New York. It's exactly. New York without being in New York. Yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. So on the end note, passion or profit is a passion or a profit and where any words of wisdom? I know you talked about like keys we, success, we always just guess words of wisdom. Wisdom, words of wisdom. Um, different. Yeah, like like I said, I think it's, it, it's always passion. Um, words of wisdom is is just trying to remember your, your key player. Just remember yourself and just keep your mind right. I mean, I try to do, I try to have a nice little 30 minute morning routine that keeps my mind right i try to just remember just to not have so much stuff affect me that there's, there's so much stuff if, if you just sit and try to like not even trying to preach meditation but i try to do meditation that's like seven eight minutes a day and Damn. that's even more difficult than you could think of yeah. imagine trying to sit there and not think about anything for seven minutes on number one what it does for your brain just to be like, give your brain a, like a little break I mean, your your brain is going. There's so much shit that's going on in your brain every thoughts. single second that, like, if you try to give it a little three minute break, you'll be like, "Damn." My problem is, I just keep trying to do more to forget what I'm thinking. Yeah, and that's, that's what a lot of society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I got it, it is morning routine. It, yeah. Mine is usually 30 minutes of uh, porn. I gotta stop that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got on the third? Like just meditate and the I positive do, affirmations. Yeah, what what I do is is I wake up. I'll I'll look at like my goal list. I'll 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 try to read at least 10 to 15 minutes of like a book, Damn. whether it's like the Power Now, whatever the case is. I stretch and then I try to do seven to eight yeah, minutes of meditation. What time you get up? Just uh, wondering. Anywhere from like six to seven, Pretty depending good. on if I. Do if I don't have and the, the day is like one. seven to seven, and then daddy daughter time. Like, what's the ideal ideal day? Sorry, I'm that would be the ideal. Would be seven to seven, and then cutting it off for her. But I try to my my time with her is probably right around dinner. We we have like a little nice thing like we watch some like cool like little YouTube clips. We'll have dinner. We do homework together. We have dessert together and stuff. You know the that whole thing. But I I try when I, especially when I have her. I have her fifty fifty. So when I have her on those times, it's a nice little cut off just to be able to chill with her and just do my thing. Dope. Closing with Corey here. Motivating. <clears throat> Been through a lot, this kid. Uh, knew him for a while. Good guy. 
successful at what he does and good father. And it's it's motivating to me as well because we have some like guys who are big on social media, right? And like global. But like it just shows you how important the local community is and sure. how you do things Most locally. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. how people steer away sometimes like, ah, oh, like I gotta be big, I go global. But like local could be where it's at as well, depending on who you are and what your business is. And yeah. you can be just as successful, if not more. Yeah, exactly. So it's very interesting and I just want to shout out entrepreneurs, all the business owners, everyone just hustling. Very motivating. I gotta stop watching porn and do better. <laughs> and most and most importantly, shouts out to you, Corey. Yeah, man, thank man. you yeah, for coming yeah, on. You man. brought so I, much, I, man. I pre- I appreciate really, we, it, guys. we really appreciate I, it. I gotta leave this here. Promote. Bring yeah, the merch. Do, oh, yeah. do a shout out. Follow closing with Corey. Do a little drop. We got comments in there. Yeah, a couple. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a do a quick a drop for for keep it base. What do um what what do we Get need? Get your gear out here. Whatever you want, you could do something funny. Just promote your business. Follow closing Corey. Listen to keep it basic. Exactly. So. Closing with Corey. Corey Fendel, guys, appreciate it so much. As always, make sure you listen to that Keep It Basement. Um, funny, entertaining, everything that you need to get you through, whether you're going on the way to work, whether you're at the gym, whatever it is, it, there's a time and a day that you can watch this show. So I appreciate you guys, as always. Thank you, man. Seriously. Hey, Absolutely. Thank it. you, brother. Absolutely, yeah, guys. For real. This has been fucking amazing, man. 100%. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for coming Come by. back anytime. Come back, talk some bro talk, you whatever. Some two over there. <laughs> <laughs> some two over there. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it based on podcast. Yeah. You no, end it live? Great, Lord knows bro. I need this. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Everyone likes some free shit. Yeah. Wow. Everyone, for sure. Keep it basement still on. Yeah. You know how many people I do at Rate, subscribe. Shout out to Corey. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Keep it basement. Good guy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports. sir. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be... Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. Quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Job in California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the, at the, at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my few on things.